0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another action-packed episode of The Super Show. It's your favourite, well, maybe your favourite, hopefully your favourite, weekly gaming podcast. It's full of hot takes and trash opinions, and here this week to provide hopefully plenty of both, I'm your host, Jamie, and joining me, I've got a man that, by the looks of his face, has uh, already given up on Movember, Mr. Alex Jones. (laughs) I'm guessing. I don't know. Yeah, just just shaved. And another man who, by the look of his face, has already given up on No Nut November. It's uh, Mr. Chris J. How you doing? Buddy? Uh,
1: can I just uh, do a, a factual correction here? Editorial correction. It's not that I've given up on No Nut November. It's just that I've given up on life. So, okay, that doesn't
0: really tell us though. Like, have you been coming? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, hey, hey. You don't have to answer that question if you don't
0: uh, want to. Pleading
1: the fifth. You know, when ah. you, said, you know when you said, it's your, like, blah, 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 blah. I thought you were going to go, it's your boy, J-Mo. <laughs> it's your boy. It's your boy, J-Mo. Welcome Maybe, to the yeah. Spoon Podcast. Never say you never, tr- right?
2: You just uh, reminded me, because I had a random suggested text, not text, tweet from someone today, and it was about No November. No November, <clears throat> no Not November. I think It was Nico Lull, you know, the boomer girl. Right. Of and course. it was like something, saying something about like happy no not November. I was just, I suddenly just tried to find it because I thought, I was like, what? but she did it. I think it was a, attached to a bit of a fotty picture. And I was like, is she trying to ruin it already for people? Did,
1: did, she, like, fla- did, she,
2: did she flash a tit? No. Of course well, then, not. I think well, then, she just does a, she just looks because she's attractive. She just looks and she's like, now the simps are going to blow their nuts. <laughs> and it's only the fourth. But to, that many people really do it? No, not
0: November. I don't think people really do it. I, I, I struggle to believe it's that much of a thing as well. It's, it's,
1: it's, it's one of those things that it's just it's just meme-ified, isn't it? That's what it is. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Let me see what's not going to happen if my wife <laughs> suggests we uh, hop on the good foot and do the bad thing we say, sorry, darling, no, not November. You've got to <laughs> wait another 25 days.
1: Now that's when you slap
0: a bitch. You go, get off me.
2: Wow. Get Ugh. off me. I thought the whole nope. point of
0: marriage was that every month becomes no-nut month. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's
2: only, that's only like year 15 plus. So year 15 plus, right. bu- okay, okay. I'm you right celebrate that, that 15
0: year anniversary and then it's, it's cobweb <laughs> season. Yep, cobwebs. Jesus. Okay, great. Well, you hmm. know what? We have a, uh, not particularly big, but a somewhat broad audience from all around the world of all shapes oh, and sizes. Uh, okay. Audience, yeah, specifically audience. And so... I'm actually curious now whether or not they are partaking in No Nut November, and that's not a gender-specific thing because uh, females don't often refer to it as nutting. But I like to think, in the grand scheme of things, that it's nutting in its own way. Right? Well, where did where did
1: where did that saying What's a nut? <laughs> it's a um,
0: court. What? We've well, no, got. Your I like, reckon it's because we've got nuts as men. We've got nuts, and so we bust a nut, and eventually it just uh, became nutting.
2: Bust a nut. Yeah. You, yeah, I see. Yeah, maybe busting that,
0: right? <laughs> what I was going to say though was, I want to know whether or not you at home are partaking in No Nut November, or yeah. whether or not you actually think it's a real thing. Um, tell us if you, you're curious. Tell us if you've busted on that or not. Well, you don't have to get that specific. We're not asking for the grim details, okay? We don't need to know, like, when you lost. Just a general thing, your general feelings on No Nut November. And if you want to chime in and let us know, you can do so on YouTube um, or on Twitter at Super Show Pod. If you are watching us on YouTube, get involved in the comments section down below. Uh, that said, there is no shame whatsoever in listening to the audio version of this podcast, which you can do so on all major podcasting platforms. <laughs> Buddy, it's doing better than better, better numbers that we're getting on YouTube. Say that it much. Is. I actually people, people like it to are, listen um... not
2: to not to see us. They don't want to see our little faces. Uh, can you blame them? No. <laughs>
0: You know what? I, I did a little bit of research and unfortunately the research would have co- created an interesting topic of conversation and I completely forgot the end result of said research, but I went on the platform. <laughs> Glad you brought it use. up then. Well, no, because I'm going to set here's what the great thing about the internet, Chris, I'll set it up, I'll open up another tab, I'll redo the research and find it out. But I was <laughs> okay. curious, basically we have a, a, a platform, if you will, that takes the audio version of our podcast and sends it out to the good folks all around the world. And I wondered, we often talk about Spotify, iTunes and Google Podcasts, which is the de facto fourth choice podcasting platform for our listeners around the world to do. Can either of you take a guess? Ignoring, but I will say ignoring the quote unquote other apps section. Oh, yeah. Um, So what are
2: the big three? Google Podcasts, Amazon. Google Podcasts, Apple Apple, and Spotify. Apple, Spotify,
0: Amazon Music is not uh, particularly high. Zero point five percent of yeah. our monthly listeners are on yeah, Amazon.
1: Yeah, to be to be fair, that's that was the latest one that we we've, we've joined in. I would say it's probably mm, like I don't know. It'd be like iHeartRadio or um, Stitcher. I'd imagine it would be Stitcher.
0: Stitcher has one percent. There are two though that uh, battle at above it slightly mm. high level. I don't. I'm not sure no if idea. you've heard of either of them. Pocket Casts with two point four percent and with 1.8% it's podcast addict. Wow. Oh, I've never heard of either of them. So. Yeah, me neither. Although again, with the size of our audience that could literally just be one person. Um,
2: <laughs> All right. Well, hello. Hello to our listeners on Pocket Cast well, hold on. and
0: you you are doing us a dirty there
2: because What was the other
0: one? Pocket Cast and
2: Podcast Addict. Podcast Addict. Hello to the uh the audience. It's also
0: worth noting, Chris, you mentioned Stitcher. The exact yeah. same amount of people that listen to us via Stitcher are also the exact same amount of our audience based in Belarus. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Belarus, that's cool. Yeah, I, like, I do like it when I get to look at those um, stats and you can see people from all over the world. But I,
1: I will tell cool. you that we are, um, on Apple Podcasts, we are number, the 180th most popular video game podcast in Ireland.
0: Yes, yes. In fact, Dublin is regularly the third biggest city we are uh, in, across uh, all yeah. Across all you, platforms. You, you, you know, one that,
1: one that gets a lot of traction for us is Denmark. We, Ooh, are, we are currently at number 81
0: at Denmark. You
2: know I haven't been to Denmark and I haven't been to Ireland, and I'd like to rectify both of those things. Two
0: places I'd like can, to go. Can either of you guess the single biggest American city we are in?
2: Philadelphia.
0: It's not Philadelphia. Nah. It is. It is almost double New York and Chicago, weirdly enough. But it's not Philadelphia. It's not going to be California, right? Not, that, it's that yeah. seems California. not. That's in California. Delaware. It's not in California. It is a. It is a big state, but it's not on the coast. Texas, baby. You're onto something. Which city, though? No, not Austin. quite. Uh, we don't know any of
2: It is Houston Texas, Texas, Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Yeah. Leading the oh,
0: front. Nice. That's cool. London is the only single city bigger than Houston, Texas, when it comes to uh, our listeners. Well, there you go. That's really cool. You can count yourself amongst them, as I said Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and as we just learned, a whole bunch of other platforms as well. (laughs) And you can also listen to us on Paisley Radio uh, over on PaisleyRadio.com. That broadcasts out at Thursdays at 10 p.m. I don't know which metric you contribute to by listening to it that way. I presume it's like the Glasgow metric. So if you want to bump Glasgow up the charts and topple Houston once and for all, that link, (laughs) once again, is PaisleyRadio.com. Um. Shall we uh, launch straight into a bit of news? Should we just start talking about video games on this video game podcast? I think we uh, should do it. I mean, if that's what you guys want to do, it's a, it's a democracy manifest. So. Look, Chris, you don't seem that keen. You don't seem that enthused. You don't seem that motivated. So might I dangle a carrot in front of you? Oh, a carrot.
1: Yes, A yes, carrot.
0: Ca- carrots are good. You can dangle carrots in front of my face, for sure. A Japanese... Soulsborn born inspired carrot oh. that may or may not pique your interest in talking about video games because today yeah? we i think well other than a trailer a couple of months ago we got our first real extended look at gameplay for the much anticipated elden ring hell yeah bro about time too. so um because <laughs> it's coming Ooh. out in february
1: yeah because it, it, it was delayed right it was uh, meant to come out end of january i think like january 22nd and now it's moved to February
0: twenty second. I think Somewhere, you're right. Something it was, like that. it was basically almost exactly a month, almost to the day. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Or, or, or near as close can be. Um, yeah. Yeah. And mean, a pro- not,
0: not a bad delay, really, by by
2: uh, the standards that we're going to maybe talk about some other games. Yeah, there, but I
1: mean. hold hold on. Yeah, exactly. But hold on. You say that because there have been other de- times that there's been a delay, like um, what was it? Battlefield. Where it's like, oh yeah, Battlefield's delayed by a month, and you guys are like,
2: well, what can you do in in a month? Why is it de- why are they delaying well, it in a month? No, no, but the difference there was like Battlefield had people had played Battlefield and had and said this game is broken, and then you're like, <laughs> well, it's got three months to fix it. The, th- the difference with Elden Ring is we no one's played it, no one's told us that it's a broken game. It's they yeah. just delayed it. So it could be for it could be for like marketing purposes. It could be for well, like just moving the you know when when the release date is. It could be for a load of different things.
1: Well, Jonesy, in a, in uh, like in less than two weeks' time people would have played it. And I'm I, I don't know if they're gonna be allowed to stream it, but we'll definitely get some reporting on it because they're gonna have the network test, which it doesn't seem like I made the cut, fellas, and I'm. uh ah, so, so. I, I'm at war with Japan now, officially. So I, I was
2: going to play. I was going to say the first triggering thing about Elden ring, but I won't. <laughs> oh,
0: well, oh God, here we go. Oh, this is going to be fun. Let, let's get into it then, because today. <laughs> hold, hold
1: on, can, can we just prep people for this? Because you know, I don't, I don't want, I, like like trigger warnings and shit. Like we need to <laughs> com- prepare people for the fact that Jonesy is going to be contrary to anything that we say no, positive about this game. No, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Not
0: at all. Man. Yes, you are. You know what? I'm, I'm going to give the big wait. man the benefit of the doubt. I think he's going to be measured and reasonable, and as always, and he's going to leave the devil's advocate role at the door. Am I right, Jamesy? F- you are. Thank you, Jamie. There thank we go. See, do me. you know what? I, wow. I, I, I see people for their true colours. I see through the, the thin veil that people used to present themselves with and, and, and see them for who they really are. And Chris... Oh, right. that I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, what, 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 what's, what's this veil telling you, buddy? Well, see, when <laughs> I look into your eyes and, and, I, and I look through that veil... Do you know what I see? Tell me. I see a man who has a lot of love for Mm. From Software game design, who had time for the Dark Souls games, who picked picked Sekiro as his game of the year that year, but said, you know what? These games are missing. If they were, for the sake of argument, just to embrace a little bit of that open-world goodness, if they borrowed some of the ideas from the design design philosophies of, let's say, a uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild... We may Oh, you mean another game of the year? And yours truly? A- another one of Chris J's game of the year. Then they may It's almost as, as if I've got good good taste in games, something. right? Almost. Imagine that. Who'd have thought? Now we just need to get some <laughs> what was that game called? Shogun Tactics or something. Shadow Tactics. Shadow Tactics. Get some Shadow Ninja- Tactics in there. Yeah. And a bit yeah. of bit of Fallout 4, maybe? Um, but no. So today, yeah, we finally saw mm. 15 minutes of um. Large chunks of almost uncut gameplay that showed off that open world. And like we said, Chris, some of those Breath of the Wild-inspired decisions. Yeah. What were your first impressions? Um, I mean,
1: it, it looked cool. Like, I, I think when it started off, it was very much like, oh, okay, yeah, this, it's Dark Souls. I, and I think I mentioned it in, like, um, the WhatsApp group that we have, that, like, okay, we knew we always knew it was Dark Souls meets open world. Right, and and like that was from the word go, like, hey, that's what it is. But this this gameplay just really kind of fucking struck me how Breath of the Wild ish everything kind of seemed. Um, you know, like we, we like to bandy about terms like emergent gameplay and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but there was a lot more of this than I was kind of expecting in this kind of a game. So yeah, you had scenes where like. Your so your character's the tar, like the tarnished. That's what you're kind of playing as a, a tarnished whatever, whatever the fuck that means. It means you. It means uh, he successfully completed No Nut November. Yes, <laughs> yes, and he is tarnished. Um, just kind of like riding a horse, kind of like the open world. That's all fine. Like that's what you come to expect. And then he kind of like just on his horse rides past a, a fucking um, like a, a carriage. That's, that's, on, that's moving oh, right. on the way, being pulled by these dudes with, like, spikes through their chest. Yes. Um, but they were almost just kind of, like, minding their own business, and you were minding your own business. And that's something that I didn't kind of expect. And then he was kind of, like, exploring a little bit more. And then all of a sudden, guess what? Out of fucking nowhere, a fucking dragon comes down and then just enters into this massive boss fight. So I mm. don't know if there's, like, an event that triggered that dragon or if the dragon was just flying by in that moment, saw you, and said, hmm, a tasty little morsel. <laughs> you know, because because if 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 it's like that,
0: then that's fucking insanely cool, right? And that's kind of what it looked like, because I'm totally with you, especially when you made that point about the carriage being pulled along by those weird, giant, sort of like hunchback trolls. Almost, we're so used to seeing from software's trademark enemy design and character design specifically, and the, all those you know, nasty, gangly creatures they create in specific places to be encountered in specific ways. And when you just kind of see them, like, wandering about, almost ignoring you, like I said, there's something yeah. that may, you almost have to do a double take. You're like, hang on a second, this really is a Miyazaki open world in a yeah. way that I hadn't yeah. really anticipated.
1: Yeah, there was a, there was another, like, section where your tarnished characters kind of like on, on the top of a cliff almost and looking down at this kind of like, like some ruins or like a encampment as it were. And there was a carriage there that was just kind of like stopped. It's like, Oh, uh, you know, the, the narrator was like, there's treasure in that carriage. And there's just like people like guarding the area, patrolling the area with like flames, you know, holding up torches and whatever. And it's just kind of like, Oh, so they, they showed you like, okay, you could just craft like sleeping arrows. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's, that's kind of weird, like sleeping arrows in a fucking Souls game. And then goes down, fucking puts shoots the dude with a sleeping arrow, and then goes and fucking like shoves a massive sword through his chest. And it's like, ah, okay, there, there's the Dark Souls, you know. Yes. Love. Yeah. But just that, that that whole setup was like really kind of like I don't know, it, it it's weird, right? Because obviously Souls games are highly authored. You go into an area, everything is kind of like a chess piece. It's there for a reason in the way it is. The person is looking in the way that it's, blah, blah, blah. The parts that have, you know, the patrol parts are set in a specific way for you to kind of tackle it. Like, I especially noticed that when I was playing Sekiro, there's a specific level in the uh, Hirata estate where everything is kind of timed. And that's when I realized that Dark Souls games are like actually, actually like rhythm games.
0: Okay, right, right.
1: Not just in the combat, but in how you need to tackle things. It's like, if I kill this dude first and then go to kill this dude, and if I stealth kill that dude and then jump onto the roof and kill that dude, then I can clear the area in the most efficient kind of way. That kind of thing. So it's interesting to see how they're trying to instill that in an open world, but not see, make it seem like completely forced. Because let's be honest, what they could have done is said, hey, all these areas that we make in Dark Souls games... Let's just have those, but then just have a road connecting them, like right, exactly. a- la Rage Two, but it, it's not. Yeah, it's, well, yeah. yeah, But it's not like that. It's not like that at all. And like, it's it's. I was hyped for this game before, but yeah, this gameplay just kind of like fucking solidified it for me. I just. Oh well, man.
0: That's the thing. I'm, I'm glad you kind of connected the dots there and, and sort of like talked on just not, not just the open world design decisions they've made, but how that leads to that traditional from software encounter design. And that's where, Jonesy, I kind of want to pick your brain because the other day, <laughs> for whatever reason, I had a bit of a flashback and started listening to podcasts that we recorded about a year ago. And the PlayStation 5 had just launched and you <laughs> were playing a little game by the name of Demon's Souls um, and you were sharing your. Let, let's be honest, some of your frustrations, <laughs> uh, not necessarily grievances, but frustrations at. that right? game. And that's Yeah, that's yeah, yeah absolutely. And totally. But what I want to know is, as someone who wrestled with that this time last year, and when you see Elden Ring and you can say, okay, that's cool, that's new, that's interesting, that's different. Oh, wait, now that's Dark Souls. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Is, or is that, even, is that even the right way of looking at it? It
2: is. No, no, it is the right way to look at it. And um, uh, So, uh, like, full disclosure, just in case anyone doesn't know, the, like, I played Demon's Souls, and I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was a, I, I, well, I say I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it from, like, certain aspects, like the technicality of it, the design, the the levels, the enemies, the fighting, like, all of that stuff was wicked, and I loved the look, and and when you encounter some things like the dragons and stuff, and it was my first time with Demon's Souls, and um, first sort of real go at sitting down and just working through a FromSoft game, really, Um and I found a lot to appreciate. And so I'm not going to take anything away <laughs> from, because I'm not talking about the games, but just I personally, I don't enjoy the loop in those games. Like I didn't find that I really got anything when I actually defeated like a boss. It, it The repetition and the doing it again. And I didn't feel that kind of um, exhalation that you get from like overcoming something. It just felt like... It almost made me think like, oh, now I've got to do it all again with another boss. I think I got to like, I did about three bosses in Demon's Souls and I sort of gave up and I haven't really gone back to it since. Um, now we often talk about like, oh, you know, if you wished for a game to be different, you're just kind of wishing for a different game. And one thing that did jump out at me when I watched this this preview was they're doing all the de- all the things that I loved about Demon's Souls. Like the game looks fantastic. The open world is much, is seems to be much more interesting than having sort of like the fixed level design of like a Demon's Souls. Um it still—it gave me a weird Dark Souls. what is, was it? Dark Souls Two that we played, and we did some, uh, oh, some God, streamed on eighty two. No, we,
1: we we recorded a let's play, and then it got corrupted. And so, uh, right, it never saw the light today.
0: We we also did a challenge in it, didn't we? Where yeah. our, our hands were sellotaped to the controller or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or, yeah, or, or we, we were wearing oven gloves blindfolded,
2: or uh, was it oven gloves? So I, I think can't it was, remember. I think what, it was, what was oven gloves. It. Yeah, but there was there's one thing that um. And like, it's, it's not really my game, so I'm, you know, I'm not trying to take anything, anything away from the devs, but those games to me feel like devoid of life in a lot of ways. They feel like they're very well built, very well designed, and as you guys were saying, they have like these specific paths and tracks and um, points where you can interact with enemies. But apart from those, there's not a lot going on, um, and that's my biggest gripe with these games: is that unless you ca- like get into a bit where you're supposed to fight some enemies they just kind of feel a bit empty and a bit dead and weirdly i thought it was nowhere near as bad in demon souls um which is strange to me why it felt worse in dark souls 2 whatever maybe it's I because think, you didn't get I, far enough into I, the game but i think um,
1: thematically that's what dark souls is right it's it's a game where all it, it, it's it's a game world where life is essentially kind of like that the, the cycle of life is coming to an end and everyone's kind of like will is broken and right so I, I i do get what you mean by the criticism and i don't disagree <laughs> but it is also worth remembering that that is the thematic kind of thing behind Dark
2: Souls. sure but this and this but with an open world and with like as jamie was saying about the oh sorry chris i think you were saying about the <clears throat> potentiality of like having uh, things happen to you in the environment that you're not expecting. Like the dragon suddenly comes down and attacks you and you see some guys and you can go and steal the gold. I mean, someone, I think, in our WhatsApp group earlier said it's almost a little bit Assassin's creed maybe in, in some yeah. of those sorts of aspects. That, to me, is moving in definitely the right direction for a Soulsborne game. Like, for me, as a player, to want to have more to do, like, to, to get into that world. Mm. I still think there's too much of the, personally, for... It still seems very FromSoft, which if you like FromSoft, that's amazing. <laughs> like you're going to love it. But I don't know. It didn't seem to have moved that far away from where it's been before, I suppose. It's very, even Demon yeah. Souls, it looks very similar to the PlayStation 5 Demon Souls that I played like last year, which is kind of odd to me. I thought that it would have come along, come a, a lot further along than that in like look. It's and interesting. How it looks like I it think- might feel. Some of the stuff looked like it could have just been a DLC for that Demon Souls game, which was kind of odd. <laughs> um, not, not obviously the open world, but when talking about when you get to like around the castles and the keeps and some of the stuff where he was walking yeah. around and chopping enemies, I was surprised. I was yeah. surprised at
0: that. I think when there was melee focused combat that they were showing in this preview, I think it was natural. There were links there, but I think that it was had to have been intentional, right? That when you first encountered that dragon, which is the first sort of large scale <laughs> opponent that we uh, see, we face off against in that preview they make a specific point of saying, hey, look, here's us engaging that boss while remaining on our mount, for example, yes. and yeah. slashing while being on the mount. Here's us engaging in sort of ranged combat that seems far more detailed and sort of uh, like multifunctional and multifaceted than it ever has been in a From Software game before. So I did feel like they tried to hit a, f- a few of those notes in terms of saying, hey, even in combat terms, here's some different looks that we have considered uh, you know, while embracing this sort of open-world... Um, philosophy for our traditional combat style um i thought that was cool you know um and how do you think that that will hit the fans i mean chris is chris (laughs) is the person to ask right like chris you are a fan like were you bothered by like mount based combat or ranged combat stuff or no not not really I, i i think so you get
2: fucked with the purity would you think it would detract from the idea of, like, oh, I've got to time my roll, I've got to dodge, I've got to do. Like, if you can do some stuff from distance, if you can use more range attacks and, and interesting,
0: yeah. different yeah, ways. Can, I, every, can every, can every I, boss be cheesed by riding around them in yeah, circles? Yeah, exactly. But, but I mean, what you
2: sleep error. Most
0: <laughs> bosses in Dark Souls can be
1: cheesed anyway, is in some way, form, or another. But right. you, I, I think you need to kind of give FromSoft like, some credit when it comes to designing their systems like obviously they've done a good enough job to fucking uh, have their systems leech into every kind of facet of gaming lately it's like here's a star wars game it's uh you know it's inspired by dark souls you know there's clear they're clearly onto something there and when i when i see all of that stuff like the different the mounts or the different ranged effects or um the different spells or the summons of those um you know ethereal creatures etc all, all all it makes me think of is it's just giving you more options in how to tackle right. certain things and i don't think that's a bad thing whatsoever um right. there's you know like what you'll find with good games usually and you know it's still to be said whether this will be a good game let's be honest like any game in a in a post cyberpunk world can be bad Objectively, or so. subjectively, um, but what you tend to find with like good games that kind of resonate with people is that the options allow you to do things that kind of to sound like really fucking lame about it, but like take your breath away, like oh fuck, I didn't know I could do that. Like people are still fucking learning from Breath of the Wild that like they can do crazy shit with that the systems in that game, and it seems like we're gonna get a similar-ish kind of thing, maybe not to that extent of like the actual engine behind Breath of the Wild and, you know, their physics engine, whatever, Um, was called Alchemy Engine, et cetera. Um, Hmm. But, yeah, no, I I think more options, the better, and more customization, and and it's kind of like skewing it more towards what these games are trying to be properly, which is role-playing games. You're not going to play a role-playing game and be like, yeah, you can only use a sword, sorry,
0: fuck off, you know? Yeah, for (laughs) sure, yeah. And, like, looking at sort of what some of the rest of the preview had to offer, just in case anyone listening uh, hadn't seen it for themselves, we're not just kind of using Breath of the Wild as a throwaway term because it's a, <laughs> you know, a cultural touchstone for open-world design. You know, there were elements in here where Elden Ring will have a, a map, which I think is a first for FromSoft games. I'm not 100% sure. But, um, Sekiro had a map, the- but it wasn't <laughs> there was a was sh- It didn't really help at all. Okay. This, this seems like a sort of a pretty damn functional open world map. You can put down sort of markers and those markers will be represented in the world. So you can, and of course, it's got that Breath of the Wild style element of like custom markers that you're making yourself to kind of remind yourself of where certain things are. We saw some of what you were talking about, Chris, in terms of that freedom of choice in in, in how you approach certain areas. We saw a castle that the player tries to approach from the front only to be hit with a sort of a big wave of arrows from some unseen enemy. And so they say to themselves, right, well, I'm going to kind of, Go around the edge, then, and there's this great shot of uh, the character kind of crouch walking around the fringe, this very thin ledge of a castle. A little bit of that from soft jank, in, that you look at, and you're like, yeah, it's one. You do like you should be the up ledge, there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it looks like you're doing a speed running trick, but obviously they're using it themselves to kind of promote this idea of like, no, look, you, this is open world games in 20 in the 21st century now like if you get there if you get to that boss if you get to that treasure if you get to the end of that that dungeon or that castle like it doesn't matter how you get there we're just gonna give you the tools and let you figure that out yourself um that's and that stuff i think is really neat and it's what gives games uh a longevity and a sense of replayability that i think will really um hopefully strike a chord uh with the audience uh, for Elden Ring. Also, perhaps striking a chord, uh, we we sometimes see, you know, a lot of writing in FromSoft games in terms of lore and world-building... Not always a lot of like active uh, writing, but when there is sort of, like is dialogue, it's usually you meeting some strange, sullen, quiet, <laughs> crying character, like some knight that had just lost a battle, so he's sitting in the corner crying, saying, I don't really want to talk to you right now. <laughs> and if you read the wiki, you find out that if you killed him, you're going to get the bad ending 62 hours later. Um, we got a snapshot of something like that in the form of uh, Alexander who appeared to be a giant pot (laughs) pot with (laughs) arms and legs that was stuck in the ground and was requesting your help. Now, obviously, we we haven't seen the full game, so I don't know, like, are there lots of Alexander-style things? in, Or is that, like, an example of a side mission? Or is that emergent? We don't know. But it almost gave me, like, Red Dead 2 vibes of, like, it's not quite suck the venom out of my leg, but (laughs) it's not far off, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, like, people could have the playthrough where they never run across... Alexander
2: Potman, at all? Yeah, you know? it, it, it's interesting. Shit like that's cool. And like, I th- I think maybe you're being a little bit too generous.
0: Maybe you yeah. think that's just like a thing that's there and it's scripted. And if you go there, it happens. And
2: yeah, I I think the idea yeah. that you're going to play this game and you're going to have a Red Dead Redemption Two style like riding across a bridge, guys jump out and they're going to stick you. I don't think you're going to get that sort of thing. I think I think you'll get some of the stuff like the. the you know where you you see some guys with a caravan and you approach them and you get to a certain point and then a dragon flies in. Like I think you'll get like the idea of emergent gameplay that will feel really cool and something they've not really they've not really done in the same way before in an open world. But I think if you think you're going to explore this landscape and you're going to have these regular emergent things popping up and happening, I I I'm, I could obviously be very wrong, but I would be very, I would be surprised.
0: That's fair enough. No, I I don't disagree. I think more just like it's the um. It's seeing that from software style applied to something that you just walked up to and could have walked away from or around. That's kind of fascinating. Um, Also fascinating. Sorry, Jensen.
2: I was going to say that's that's one thing that the one thing I worries me about the the little preview is the is does their way of making games and the way that they they, because they almost have right they have like. You follow a path in a normal fromsoft game you go from a to b there are ways that you can branch off the path and you can have different interactions on like in uh, might not be exactly the same way that someone else does it um and then you get a a, a shortcut and then you can like go through that area again you can do whatever they have like a very curated level design and the only thing that worries me is with an open world and being used to doing that curated level design are those two things gonna not quite work and whereby you kind of look at the trailer and or, or this preview and you think, oh, that's going to look wicked. I'm going to play it just like this. It's almost like when they show you a Call of Duty clip and you've got people on their headsets being like, uh, Delta team, I'm moving up to like Foxtrot. Bing. And you're like, this, no one plays like this. Like in reality, <laughs> like,
1: like the, the division, the first division thing that they had. Yeah. Right. They're like,
2: oh, yes.
1: Call, call over the friend who's playing on his tablet and you can control the fucking drone okay, cool. Oh, I, I got bogeys on my left. It's like, okay, fuck off. The reality is more like, just hold on, guys. I need to get some more martin dew. Just uh just <laughs> yeah, Whose fan a, is pointing FK. at the mic?
2: Turn your fan off. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Turn your your mum shout to take the rubbish out like halfway through <laughs> yeah. and, But there's a little part of me that worries that in this, it's going to almost feel like some weird, very pretty Pokemon game where you have to like run across in front of the character in just the right way to trigger the scene to like where the interaction happens. And it's going to kind of not feel emergent and open world. And it's going to kind of feel weird. Like it's going to feel too big. It's going to be too big to house the elements that a FromSoft game are usually really good at, which is... But yeah, which is what they, well, uh, that's the one concern I jo- have. I think,
1: Jonesy, you know what? Anything is possible, right? Like this is their first stab at an open world, and just because they are masters of their craft and what they've been doing doesn't mean that they can necessarily crack this. I'm hopeful, obviously, and from what I saw, I think that they would have nailed it. It does seem. I'd like be surprised, they, right? They hit the right notes, if they did. but but they've had, but they've they've had long there, enough. But there is a possibility, <laughs>
0: is what I'm saying. There is, a, there is always <laughs> there a possibility. Is a possibility. Although one thing that could smooth over the cracks if they do make any missteps is something that they put a bit more of an emphasis on in this preview than I thought they would, even though it was a feature that was already well-established and announced, which is Um, co-op. Obviously, uh, Soulsborne fans are familiar at this stage with things like summons and invasions that are both returning. But this, we saw a a Player 2 enter the game, if you will, when they stuck around with uh, the player character for a considerable amount of time, they explored together, they stealthed through a forest together, and they even fought a boss together. That's another thing, Chris. Like, mm. is that something that treads on the toes a little bit of that Soulsborne purity, um, or is that something that's just cool?
1: I, I think I think that's been building for a long time, and and there's it, it still a big question mark on how they're implementing it. It might just be exactly the same system as the head in Bloodborne, in which case, right. like, fine, fair play. Um, I do hope it's more fleshed out. Like I would love and and is it just one additional player? Can you have multiple for co-op? I don't Good
2: know. Good
0: question. I don't know. Um,
2: well they had that in Demon well, they had the, the you could have an, a person come in and play with you in Demon's Souls like didn't they? Whether you could they could you've always in. been yeah.
0: able to like um yeah, have people like come into your game and have but they've never really I don't again I could be wrong. I don't think you ever really advertised it and marketed it as a full-on like co-op experience yeah right it's always meant to be a thing where I, someone kind of like comes into your game as some sort of like otherworldly spirit almost yeah and helps yeah. you and then leaves which, which oh this, i this, i had
2: a guy run me like help me through an entire level of demon souls <laughs> literally come in at the very beginning took me through the entire level helped me fight the boss and did absolutely everything with me and was like cheers mate see you later. <laughs> so Beso- yeah. in silence, of course, which yeah. weird.
1: Well, well, this is weird. The, yeah, and they didn't show anything about like any kind of communication other than emotes and like,
0: oh yeah, you the, know, the character the waving. One guy, the guy who d- almost dabs in front of that sort of strange mirage wall <laughs> yeah, that you have to hit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah,
2: <laughs> that's, that's cool. That's cool. I, I like that. I think it's. Uh, I think that's a as as a new new person to sort of yeah. of games. I, I love that feature. I love that you can have people that can come and um. Give you a bit of a hand if you're, yeah. uh, Look, struggling.
1: That, that's cool, but what what I'd really hope from this is that they really think and and flesh out the co-op thing. Because what what I would ultimately like love to do is start this game and get you guys involved and kind of like try and get you into it. And right. so the easiest that's way would be really? like the easiest thing would be like yeah, jump into the world and let's fucking go ham.
2: Because you couldn't do that, right? You couldn't actually like get your mates into the game with you to do some proper co multiplayer like that. So that, I suppose, would be yeah. a big difference. Would be you can get your mate into. I mean, unless I'm
1: there. wrong, like and, I haven't um, had much
2: experience with the co-op side of things. So maybe,
1: maybe
0: that is the thing that's no, pushed out all. I don't think. I, so. I, I don't think we're that far off the pace, and I think the fact that the preview build that people were uh, uh, trying to get a chance to play early that you mentioned earlier, yeah. Chris, is called the network test. Yeah, right. I mean. <sighs> Don't get me wrong, lots of games online now nowadays are single player but always online or have some server connectivity elements, but to run a network test, it suggests you are trying to you know push yeah. the boat out a little bit and those in that kind of feature set right yeah I- yeah,
1: it would be interesting. I wonder if like people are gonna hate this, and i like me saying it, I'm slightly cringing myself, but like Think about Fallout 76, where it's like, oh, yeah, it's it's like a world that other people can come into. But it's just like a limited amount of people. Yes. Right, yeah. And I think that could work quite well for a game like this. I really do.
2: Um, I hope that they don't lose the... I didn't see in the, the preview, maybe I just missed it, where the the notes, you know, where people like scroll things. Yeah, they, the they, didn't, they didn't show them. any of
1: them. No, that, no which, yeah. which
2: I didn't think they did, which, which I really, I really liked as a new player. Like I, I found those really useful. Except of course, where someone says, "There's gold down here," and <laughs> you jump off a ledge, and then it's like, no gold, you just die. Um, but no, I, I, when that actually worked, I thought as a, that's, that's not something I've seen in other games that I really did like. You know, where it would say, "Be wary ahead," yeah. or it would say stuff like that. I thought that was a very cool, um, a very cool thing to. So I hope that they, they sort of keep that.
1: Yeah, I, I got a question for you fellas. Uh, yeah. you know like after the after the video and the gameplay um, they were obviously like hey you can pre-order and you can buy all these like fucking deluxe editions and blah 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 but clearly they they are solid enough in, sign- in saying that like hey this is coming out in February 22nd yes are you, are you guys
0: are you guys like I'm in are you guys in no um, I'm not at this point no I, I'm half in half out And the reason I am half out is not because of anything the game is necessarily doing, but it's because of the other point you made, which is when you said the words February 22nd. Yeah, Um, it's it's fucking stacked. (laughs) Yeah, February is also the month of, off the top of my head, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, Saints Row, Dying Light 2, the Destiny expansion, Sifu. There's a lot of games coming out in February, a lot of games I want to play. A lot of games that will be seventy fucking great British pounds. Um, <laughs> oh, so that's, that's tough. That's another
1: thing. Um, console versions of Elden Ring ten pounds cheaper than
0: the PC version. Than the PC version? Yeah, PC version is the most that's expensive. Bizarre. Other than like say like the collectors' or whatever, it's mad. That's very odd indeed. I'm not sure what that sort of about. Yeah, but anyway, that's
2: uh, yeah. No. <sighs> I'm with, I'm with Jamie. It's nothing the game's done. It's 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 a me thing. Like, if you ask me the question, like, do you want to play Horizon? Do you want to play Elden Ring? I'm like, there's no question. Like, there's an open world that I want to explore, and it's not the open world of Elden Ring. <laughs> like, it looks pretty, yeah. but it can stay looking pretty, and I'll play it down the line. Like, if, if I really need that fix, I've got, you know, multiple levels of Demon's Souls yeah, that's um, still to get through, which True. is PlayStation 5, like, looks fantastic, plays Jay- really well. So. Yeah,
1: Jamie's throwing his in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, was, I was double checking it's still there it's there right. and it's sealed um <laughs> it's it's definitely a day one for me and, and i'm i'm actually in a bit of a having a bit of a crisis mode here fellas a bit of a hot panic as it were <laughs> because, what about? what's the panic well because i've been streaming dark souls and i only play dark souls on stream that's why it's taken me fucking forever to finish because i don't actually play it in between right. streams convenient excuse yeah okay. it, it is convenient all right it is um but when this comes out, obviously, I'm not necessarily going to want to do that because it's too, too much. Too much game, fellas, right? So, uh, you know, I, I just don't know how to kind of like tackle it. When I, when I, I think wish. you should hit it
2: hard, man. Like stream it when you want, hit it hard. I don't think you can only keep it to streaming. I think that yeah. be doing yourself yeah. and the game of the service, exactly
1: right, exactly. Oh, I'm looking forward to it so much. Like it's funny you, you said those those games off the top of your head, Jamie, and um, I'm not a. Uh, horizon fan um yeah so that doesn't really interest me i don't have a ps5 anyway so fuck me um yeah seafood definitely is one that i'm going to be picking up but that's very much kind of could be a a palette cleanser game in between like yeah. Elder it also yeah, it
0: won't be full priced right yeah well you would no. assume
1: so um so yeah like i'm
0: i'm on board I'm yeah on board. No, for sure. And I'm looking forward to February for that reason. No matter what we're playing, we're going to be playing something plenty to talk about. Um, And if you would like to help ease the burden of all those ridiculously hefty (laughs) price tags, one of the ways you could do so is uh, by heading over to our Patreon. That link is patreon.com forward slash super show. And for anyone wondering whether or not that was a joke, I can assure you it entirely is. We have far too many bills and mortgages and rent payments due to be spending your hard-earned cash on video games for our pleasure. Trust me um it keeps a roof over our heads yeah literally um, when we say it keeps the
1: lights on not just for <laughs> recording like for every day and it's getting into winter yeah. fellas so i'm i'm glad i got i got a little bit of patreon money to come keep keep the heating
0: on Yes. So if you want to keep uh, frostbite at the door this winter for for Chris and his family, uh, yeah, patreon.com forward slash show. you can uh, sign up and pledge whatever you see fit. Any donation, big or small, is very much appreciated. If you sign up at the $2 tier, for example, you can join in on our Discord and get in with the conversations there with a $5 tier where you gain access to, you know, all the patron-exclusive content that we've made, uh, not just recently, but over the years that Super Show has been running. Um, and we also would like to give some very special shout-outs to all the people who continue to support us as we endeavour to keep bringing you our great, great content. <laughs> um, and those people are Aim Nestus, Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Jesper Camdahl-Nilsson, Leo Merger, Magic Grits, Nathan Pears, part of the 0.24%, if you know, you know, Pastors Guild, Scary Omen, Starfall Starful Kid, Zach Cream, and The Big Dogs, The Head Shows. Brett Z, Doppler, Geometric Potter, Hacksaw Bookread, Manuel Guerrero, and Peaswad. Thank you all very much for all your uh, love and affection, I guess.
1: Legends. Yeah. Legends you,
0: guys. of the Fall. Le- sure, I mean, is it Fall Is it what the Americans it is fall. call Fall
2: now? It is Fall now, so yeah. So they okay, are literally Legends of the Fall. There you go. You
0: are all Legends of the Fall. Another um, Legend of the Fall. Chris? K- k- yes. Sorry. What's that?
1: You said... Is you. Say what you are going to say. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, big man. Um, I was just going to say that, like, uh, if you do join up, our um, Patreon bot is broken at the moment. So if you have signed up and you haven't gotten a code yet or you haven't been able to access it, just message me and I'll get you sorted out. Um, And also, fellas, someone asked when we're going to do the next um, known murderer. Oh,
0: soon.
1: Yeah, we've got to do it soon. And we've also been kind of like, We've come up with an idea for some more content on the Patreon. Uh, hopefully, we'll be going up very shortly um, in the next couple of weeks for sure. Uh, yeah. So yeah, keep, keep keep your keep your eyes peeled, like like onions, like.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like I said, like the nice thing about the that $5 tier on Patreon for the Patreon exclusive content is it's all cumulative. It's not like you have to sign up and wait for something to drop or sign up when something drops. Anything we've released is sort of there indefinitely. It's all there, those uh, uh, links are always available and so you, you, guys, were meant, on you guys were You guys meant missed. to do a James Bond uh, spoiler cast. I mean, Jonesy asked me if I wanted to do one. I said yes, but we have got to do I it sooner. Have... I never heard from him again. No, yeah, I haven't, <laughs> I
2: haven't had a chance to get around to doing it. I had a yeah, pretty busy and... week in the end work-wise, but hopefully, hopefully, very soon we'll be able to
0: record I, I, that. I, I, well, I, well, I was about to rain in your parade and say I think we've already missed the boat. You already, you already waited six, like seven weeks to see it. I saw it's still that out. film. I can barely remember what happened in that film. I saw <laughs> it so long ago. Wikipedia. Right. Maybe, maybe we won't bother <laughs> then. When you said it's still out, you said you sounded like David Brent saying you can still find them when someone criticizes the size of the heels on his shoe. <laughs> you can still find them.
2: Well, um, it was good. It was good, though. I should have Did put you that in, Did yeah. you enjoy it? I did. I'm going to to talk about it in my catch-up a little bit.
0: Well, Chris is going to talk about a movie, so you can talk about a movie as well. And also, we didn't discuss James Bond at the time because I was the only one who'd seen it. But before I ask you guys what you've been up to this week, what you've been playing, what you've been watching, how about a comment of the week? Lovely. Love it, yeah. Lovely. This one comes in from Paige, who says, Jamie and Josie's heated debates while Chris sits in silence with a smirk always cracks me up. (laughs) Blimey, I sense some (laughs) sexual tension there. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, Paige. It's powerful. Definitely. Even over Discord, I usually side with Jonesy, as it sometimes seems Jamie gets caught up on semantics. Fair, although Jamie seems more knowledgeable with his arguments for sure. I like Paige. Wow, that's true. That's true. Whereas Jonesy is just trying to offer his opinions in a chill way. Chill, not the word that comes to my mind, Page. But to each their own. But Jonesy, <laughs> you did annoy me with did, Excuse me, you did annoy me with your breath of the wild comments today. The fact that you couldn't remember a slime and said maybe you didn't get that far in the game. That would be saying, "Nah, I'm not a fan of the original Super Mario Bros." Huh? What's a Goomba? A walking mushroom? Oh, I don't think I made it that far in the game. One <laughs> one is how far you'd have to make it to see a Goomba, wow. jancy. So, a page kind of putting you on the spot there. Yeah. All right. To be to be fair, let me clarify
2: for for Page. Um, of course, I remembered the slimy things in a. Uh... Um, Breath of the Wild, but I knew what Jamie was trying to do with his Gate, um, <laughs> his Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> reference, and I wasn't going to make it easy for him because, of course, he was trying to he was trying to tie a line between those two and say there are slimy things in both games, and you like Guardians of the Galaxy, you don't like, but um, no, and I absolutely Luke did remember him, but I make that as a point whenever I argue with Jamie, I don't make it easy for him. I like to uh, I like to make him work for it. You like to see him um, squirm. Yeah, I like to see him squirm <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, um,
0: uh, is that tied to the sexual tension that Paige uh, mm-hmm. consents, your desire to see me squirm? Probably, yeah, I would have thought so. You know, it's, it's always better when you squirm in a bit. Oh, yeah. okay, wow. Yeah, you went there. <laughs> Talk about abs.
2: No, As as to the other points, like no, no, Jamie Jamie does know more about me than uh, than games in general and about the industry in general. So I always have to um, rely on other things than actual knowledge. Just just because Jonesy knows more
0: than me when it comes to every other topic and subject in the world other than video games. So when we argue about video games, I have to try and, as you say, Paige, get caught up in semantics and try and find loopholes to uh, ruin arguments and drag them out for hours. (laughs) Yeah,
2: there is there is a a small element of um I don't know I could try to think of a good word for it like argumentment that I know oh. we both that we both um like to play around with when we do have our little uh, heated debates. So um, yeah, it's it's. Um, uh, La- all in good humor. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, like is a, a strong word. But, um... I
0: was, yeah, I was going to say as much as argutainment sounds like a good word for us, I've got a <laughs> feeling that whenever Chris uh, sits back in his chair and puts his hands behind his head, he wishes he was doing just about anything else. Uh, for example, Chris, maybe playing video games. Have you uh, managed to find any time to do that specific task? First challenge? of all, first of all, calm
1: down, Lana Del Rey. Um V- yes. Yeah. yeah uh, I did go. actually find time to play some video games. I, I did play some more Dota. Nothing more to say about that. they got a new character, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, nice. A, a carry slash support, which is quite nice. Um, oh,
0: so it's like uh, me on this podcast. Hey, not really. <laughs> ah, not oh. really, buddy. Um, but
1: yeah, been been, you know, slowly working my way back into Dota 2. Obviously playing some more Dark Souls. Um, beat Seath the Scaleless on one of the most frustrating streams that I've had in a very long time because it was like a two and a half hour stream. And I think in in terms of like total game progression, I maybe went forward about 30 minutes. Yikes yeah it was oh, just, it's just like it's just brutal it's just it's bad it was
0: bad it was not good but
2: <sighs>
0: twitch.tv forward slash hot panic hey you know it, buddy um, that's
2: from so for you and hey there's a new game coming out in february so and and, <laughs> and i'm
1: that. the fucking idiot that can't wait <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but the, the idea is like finish up dark souls like i'm i'm, I'm nearing the end game now okay like it, it's getting to the end of dark souls so i think i've got like two or three more. I, I, someone's probably going to correct me, but like, actually you've got like fucking 50 more bosses to kill. Um, but I'm getting towards the end of it. And I want to finish that. And then potentially I want to go and back and finish uh, Sekiro because I'm on the final boss in oh. Sekiro. Nice. Oh, no,
2: of course. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: So that'll be interesting. All before uh, Elden Ring
0: comes out, And I, oh. think, it's, I think it's completely doable. Imagine if you managed to organize some kind of like FromSoft or like some kind of Soulsborne stream week where it was like Monday, complete Dark Souls, uh, Wednesday, complete Sekiro, Friday, first stream of Elden Ring.
1: That would be quality, but I, 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 I am not confident in my skills in order to do that. I say that, though, but each time I, I, I set out to kill a boss in a stream, I pretty much do takes me the whole stream, but like I do it, like, you know, I I set off to kill Ornstein and Smo. I fucking struggled through it. It's what, it's what I like to call on the stream failing forward. I like it. All right. That's, that's my, my USP buddy. If you want to see someone failing forward, but like (sighs) I set out to kill Ornstein and Smo. I kill Ornstein and Smo. I set out to kill um, Gravelord Nito. I kill Gravelord Nito. I set out to kill Seed the Scaleless. I kill Seed the Scaleless. Like it, it's a, I I do manage it somehow so
2: why not um, I'm gonna, I'm going to coin another new word I'm going to luminac is what Chris is he's a lunatic and a maniac Lumen- because if if he I thinks get- that he can you've got <laughs> by, by my count you've got maybe 12 weeks before uh, Elden Ring comes out or something like that
0: uh, maybe no maybe so like maybe like 14 December early January early yeah. February yeah. Three months, three months and three weeks to finish Dark Souls and to finish off the
2: last boss in Sekiro. Only well, playing D, All I got to
1: do is get one more Lord Vessel, and then with I go,
2: Christmas okay, and like, New like, Year's, yeah. uh, never, uh, no, I, no, never. I'm going to step
0: in and say that's more than enough time for Chris here. Not, no, uh, it not isn't. To put pressure on him, but <laughs> if you managed to get some kind of schedule carved out between now and the end of the year, which I haven't I think... been able to so far. Well, you know, I <laughs> oh, no, I think that's a tall
2: order. Like, I'm, I'm not saying this about I'm not saying about you, Chris. I'm saying that's a tall order. Like, I think that's a that is a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't you didn't not finish the boss in Sekiro because uh, it was really easy and it was quick to do. Like, it's gonna... no, no, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll
1: tell you exactly why I didn't finish the boss in Sekiro because I was streaming it. Okay. But the the monitor I have doesn't have a headphone jack, right? So right. I had to have the headphones going in through the Algato and there was a audio delay. I know this sounds like a fucking right.
2: Pathetic, no, I know I remember. actually yeah. how you I know it, yeah, it sounds yeah, like yeah.
1: a pathetic excuse, but like hearing audio cues is quite helpful when you're dealing with um, uh, from soft bosses.
2: Yes, and sure,
1: like yeah. you, you got to imagine that like the end boss of a game is like taking everything that you've learned and fucking throwing it and the kitchen sink at you, and it was just too too much of a tall order. Um Also, I was completely out of practice on Sekiro, which is going to be the same thing when I get back in. But you know, I do have a new monitor, so that circumvents that issue. I think I, I, I think I can manage it. I
2: like I. Maybe I jo- the Jan the end of Jan is going to be exciting because you're going to be like <laughs> I'll be <laughs> trying I'll be to finish it. Off. I I, I so, yeah. will say that Sekiro, I've is got the my fingers on- crossed for you.
1: Yeah, Sekiro is the cherry on top. I will definitely uh, aim, and I'm confident that I will finish Dark Souls before then. Mm. I have to be Basically. right; like it's got to be like.
0: Yeah, I, I have faith in you, Chris. Thank if you, can, James.
2: To be fair, if you if you can tuck Dark Souls away by the end of this year, and then you've only got to sort out Sekiro by. Uh, um, before it comes out February twenty second, then yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I, I've, I've not got as much confidence in you, but you can do it. <laughs> wow,
0: yeah. thanks,
1: Josie. But you, so know, you right. know what? You know what the issue is that what, what this the the picture that this paints. Okay, is we spend one evening a week doing um, the podcast recording, and okay. I stream once a week. I try to stream minimum once a week. Okay, which. And then if that's dedicated to Dark Souls, which it has been, it doesn't give me much time during the week with my other responsibilities to play much else. So that's why it, sure. comes, it comes to these catch-ups. It's like, what do you play? It's like, well, I've played some Dark Souls and I've played some Dota, so boom, you know. Uh, I, I need to get better at kind of like getting in my variants of these kinds of things. Speaking of which. Speaking of which, I do have one more thing to talk about because I did. Da, 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 managed to go to the cinema. The first time is, since Tenet, actually.
2: Oh, wow. Okay, decent. Yeah. I believe.
1: Yeah. So really good to be back in the cinema. I really fucking liked it. Although as we're in the cinema, I was like, there's a lot of fucking people here. And <laughs> there's, there's ventilation is not great. And um, <laughs> I just heard someone cough at the back, probably just a itchy throat. <laughs> but I, I, there was a point in the film that I was like getting a little bit like, Maybe this was not a smart idea, but hey, I'm glad I did it. Uh, I, I watched Dune. Nice, yeah. Been
0: meaning to see it myself. Have yet to, but yeah. I am intrigued.
1: It's it's really good. It's really good. I'm I'm a sci-fi nerd, a sci-fi geek, and yet I don't like reading books, so I've never read. <laughs> I've never read uh, Dune. Um, Obviously, I know kind of the broad strokes of the story, etc. From you know playing uh, June two thousand, the uh, real time strategy game by Westwood Studios, um, that was really good. But so I get the broad strokes of the story. It was really cool. It's done really well. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Denny Venue, um, and I will say that like even though it's available on HBO Max, well, for our American brethren and uh, si- sisters, I don't know what the sister thing of Sisterin- brethren is. Sis, sis sister yes yeah, sis, uh, si- sisterina si- Sisterina, Systemas, Sistemas. um that even though you can watch it on hbo max try and go watch it in the cinema it's like it's one of those movies that you you kind of need to take in that, that that grandeur that spectacle like fuck it if you can go to an imax go to an imax and watch it like it's it's good man it's good
0: did it feel you, leave you feeling uh that damn i can't believe they've set this up for a second movie and they haven't even started filming it yet or do you feel
1: patient?
0: <laughs> Um I'm not going to lie; it is a bit disappointing. You, you, you'd, you'd hope that they can fast track it.
2: Is it what is it that bad in like the way that it ends or something that it makes it feel like it really needs? Well,
0: they've something? split. They've split the novel in half, right? Oh, yeah. They've okay. set set out to make a two parter. Yeah, I, I think right. they
1: might potentially make it into three parter I've heard rumours, but oh it, yeah. damn! But Denis Villeneuve's... Like, Hobbit vibes. <laughs> but Denis Villeneuve's um, <laughs> original plan was actually to film both parts back-to-back. Back. And Warner Brothers said, like, no, we're not taking that risk. Fuck you. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, y- y-
2: you're an auteur,
1: for sure, but no. Well, um, it's
2: literally called Doom Part 1. Okay, I just looked it up.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's now, because they've greenlit Part 2, like, right. as of, as of like, five days ago, or something like that.
0: Um, yeah. It literally just had to come out, and they were like, oh, okay, yeah, Part 2. <laughs> yeah, no, but, like, it... I." it's not that it ends on a cliffhanger, but it
1: ends on, it's hard to kind of say without any kind of spoilers. It ends in a way that's like, there is a logical gap in which to say like, yeah, that's an end. Um, right. And it doesn't end on like a cliff. It's not like, oh, there's a knife to someone's throat, <clears> throat> and then like fucking cut to black. You know, it doesn't pull the matrix res- uh, Resurrections thing of, like, the fucking Agent Smith real world facsimile, like, opens his eyes on the ship and then, you know, Matrix will return right. next year,
0: bitches. Although those right. films that, did film back-to-back back and did yes. release in the same year. Yes. Which True. helped.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it did help. But, yeah, Um I am a bit disappointed, but not, not overly so. Uh, maybe because I just don't have such an attachment to the source material, Um, you know. Right. But, yeah. But it was good, that. man. It was, it was really good. And it's interesting. I was watching this film and I'm like, so the world, the, like the world building and the law is very kind of complex. And it deals with it in a decent way. Like nothing's too difficult to understand. Um, but when it comes to the actual kind of like beats of the story, I came, came away from it thinking like, fuck, it's, it's incredible that like the film is on one hand so complex with its world building and its law. And on the other hand, with its beats, it's very straightforward. Like, it, it, it's very, like, very easy to follow kind of what happens in the story from, okay. a, like, a beat perspective of, like, oh, this happens, and then they go there, and then this happens, and then they go right. there. that's interesting. It, it's not very much, like, a back and forth. Like, it's no Christopher Nolan kind of, like, fucking with time and shit like that, right? Where, yeah. oh, and the fucking fancy editing where it goes forward and then it goes back in time and this, that, like, the other. Some of that, but not, not like, overly complex. It, it's it's. An I wonder
0: if... I wonder if that's another area where not having read the book helps, or the books, I guess, but the books specifically. Yeah. Um, Because you don't know what is not included, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, I I don't know what they've had to skip to to see it but you know what like like
0: that fucking it worked for me with um lord of the rings because i never read those fucking books um no but I, I always remember that um one of the only exposures to june that i'd ever, ever had because i have not read the book and i have not seen the david lynch film either but i have seen the documentary uh Hodorowski's oh, june right it's yeah. about uh, antonio Hodorowski's attempt to make uh to um develop and and uh, a film based on june Prior to David Lynch's version, and um, that one point uh, in pre-production, the script was so long it would have resulted in a fourteen-hour film. Um, and I, <laughs> Good lord, I love that. So that was always the image of June that I had in my head, and I was like, I was like, yeah, Denis can do it. You know, he he somehow made a Blade Runner sequel. Yeah, so which go for it? You but. know, I, I also highly rate. Um,
1: yeah. yeah, and I mean the 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 June movie, it's two and a half hours, and. It didn't feel two and a half hours. I will say that I was enjoying kind of every minute of it and I was kind of like, oh, okay,
2: it's over now. Okay. Yeah, so cool. One of the, crit- so the, I haven't seen it, but the criticisms I've heard leveled at it is that people who want to like it will love it because they kind of have to. And because it's a very well-directed film and it looks very pretty, but it's, it's one that you kind of have, once you're invested, you have to say you like. And then the other and but, uh, the other well, side how, what of it. What the- does that even mean? I, I don't as, as in that. like, let's, let's say like a, a game was coming He's out. He's calling you a hipster. No, no, not even a hipster, like, more like when, um, I think we talked about last week, like, when I'm really looking forward to a game and it comes out, and I'm like, yeah, it's great, even though, like, other people are like, oh, I don't think it was that great. Do you know what I mean? You get invested in an idea of something rather than the reality of something. I've heard a lot of people level that criticism oh. at it, and, but then other, and then saying that if you're not invested in it and you see it, you'll kind of be like, oh, that was a film that happened. I think, yeah, I- <laughs> I don't know. Did you get any I, of that I, vibe or did you just, was it just I, a solid sci-fi I, that looked good? And
1: I didn't, but, but it does remind me of one thing. And that is when Zack Snyder's Watchmen came out. Okay. Uh, mm, right. I, I, I really loved his kind of take on it in the film. Obviously they changed the ending quite drastically from the graphic novel. Um, I had read the graphic mm-hmm. novel and was a fan of it before the film came out. But going into it, I, and it's kind of weird because it's, Almost the opposite with June for me. But going into Watchmen, I knew what to expect. I knew it's not a superhero movie. Right. Right? And going into that with that expectation, I saw with a bunch of my friends from, from high school. Um, but they, like, I think they were going into it expecting a superhero movie, like a Marvel movie, right? Oh, I see
2: what you mean. Yeah, okay.
1: And and if you go with that mindset, like, you you're going to be disappointed in it. But then again, if you're hearing of the buzz around it, maybe you try and force yourself. So I, I can kind of understand the perspective, but I didn't feel it with Watchmen. And I didn't feel it with this, even though I'm coming in from the other perspective of... I guess I knew what to expect from the film, but I don't know what the story was. Right. Right? Uh, except for the broad strokes. Like, yeah, there's fucking sandworms. And Port Atreides is like the fucking heir apparent and the fucking, you know, the Messiah. Fear is the mind killer. Yeah, exactly. So... You know, but I didn't really know much about the Bene Gesserit and all of that shit other than from the game. <laughs>
0: um, I believe it's pronounced Benedict Cumberbatch. Actually. Yes, that's uh, <laughs> a, a fair attempt. Yes,
1: come on, come on my snatch. That's right, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I knew what kind of a movie I was getting myself into. Right. And I think if you think that you're going in there for this like Star Wars kind of thing, you're going to
0: be very disappointed.
2: See, I'm expecting Blade Runner. And you know what? I didn't really like Blade Runner. The original or 2049?
0: 2049.
2: 2049. Oh. I liked it, man. I thought it was fucking sick. I, there I was lots was of silence. Really good, I thought it was a very good movie. I thought it was lots of standing around and appreciating uh, the, um, the DOP and how good it looked and a lot of quiet Ryan Gosling. Well, it's, it's Roger Deakins, dude. If
0: yeah, yeah, if you're hiring Roger Deakins, of course you stand around and admire his work. <laughs> the best way to watch the film Prisoners is on mute. Because of Roger Deakins.
2: <laughs> that's that crazy. which is a damning indictment of a film. Like if um, that's what Dune is like, then you know I, I it's think, best I way think to it's, watch
1: it on mute. It, it's it's a Denis Bernard film. Like that's that is what you're gonna get. Like it's not very far removed. Like if you think of a Sicario, Sicario's got action in it, but it's not like an action movie.
2: Right. I see what you mean, yeah, yeah.
0: Right? Well, I, yeah. I'm going to see I'm, i I want to see it. So I was, you know. Yeah. After, uh, uh, yeah. I, I, I know what you mean in saying Sicario is not, strictly speaking, an action movie. Yeah. Sicario. God. Do you remember they made the second one of those? So, I saw so, that at the cinema. Soldado no. or some shit. I didn't even so, see it. Yeah. But it wasn't him. It wasn't It was No, it wasn't. It was not. Um, but they did bring back um, Benishida, Toro's character. You should and, shoot him the gun like this. Um, yeah, puts his finger in there. Oh, yeah! The sh- Very cool. way to shoot. is cool. One of the coolest <laughs> ways to do it. Um, Well Jonesy, did you play anything or watch anything this week that gave you better uh ways or cooler ideas of how to shoot guns? Perhaps you could um point a gun towards the screen and put your arm out like this. I did indeed. Um, like- yes.
2: I finally saw the new Bond film, as we alluded to earlier, um, and I will not talk much about it because I don't want to um, spoil it for people. Uh, just so to say, I thought it was really good, um, especially after the, the debacle that was Spectre. Um, it, I think it sort of did... It was weird. It didn't do everything I hoped for from a Bond movie. It, it, I am a, a lover of like the old school Bond movies, like um, uh, Roger Moore... Um, and uh, Timothy Dalton and all those guys. I, I, I don't get me wrong. I am a fan of Sean Connery, but like I think after his era was like when it started to get a bit wacky, and I quite like that. Like not when it went insane, but like I like some <laughs> yeah. of the.
0: This is your way of saying you're a Sheriff J. W. Pepper fan. I, I am.
2: It. I am indeed. Um, yeah. So it wasn't like that level of bond. It was. It was. It was a, a, very, a gr still a gritty grounded bond. It was very cool. The story was good. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It didn't. It didn't hit on every note. Um, there was, you know, there's definitely some stuff that I found a little strange in certain parts that they, they decided to do in certain areas. And it just, I, yeah, we don't, a a spoiler <laughs> cast would be good. But um, try, try I mean, and record yeah. it next week.
0: You never know. You never know. So is, it's content. Um, hey, it's free real estate.
2: I,
1: I, can, <laughs> I, can, I, can I ask you guys a question, seeing as you've both seen it and I haven't? Yeah. Okay. Because I obviously, as I mentioned in previous podcasts. I love Casino Royale. I think it's my, my favorite Bond film ever. And mm. with each other like Daniel Craig film I've I've disliked for various reasons. Um and and I, and I hated Spectre. Where does this kind of fall on the scale of like uh, fucking S tier for me, Casino Royale and dog shit tier Spectre? Like where where does it align?
2: So he's done f- he's done four, I guess, right?
1: Um, Casino Royale, five, five now. Quantum of Solace, yeah. Uh, Sky Skyfall, Spectre, Spectre this. this, yeah.
2: I would say for me this is number two. So Casino Royale would be my number one. This would be my number two. Um, then it would be uh, Skyfall, then Quantum of Solace, and
0: then Spectre, probably. Yeah. Um. I I I think maybe Skyfall can just nudge ahead of this potentially, okay. um, but not based on much. Yeah, I think I think this film benefits again, like without really saying too much, it benefits from circumstance in that it's given a lot of emotional heft um, by virtue of the story beats. It gets to present. Right, yeah. That if yeah. you stripped it, uh, if right, you stri- yeah, yeah. if you, but just because of the what the film is and w- what it signifies and if you took those away from it and how we react to them as opposed to how they play out and look at the components as a Bond film, you look at the the Bond villain, you look at the Bond threat, the plot, some of those elements, I think it is a bit, it's ropey enough to slip beneath Skyfall am <laughs> yeah. still I, ahead yeah. of quantum Inspector. Yeah, I
2: think I think I I think I agree with Jamie though what probably the things I'm I don't want to say too much about that. I'm saying there's some beats when you're like, mm, Or there's some ideas and yeah. they kind of miss. But um for me, I think the reason I'd put Skyfall lower down is purely because when it goes all home alone, I was like, What the fuck yeah, is going same, on? Yeah, but same I didn't like that. I, I really like Skyfall. There's like two different films know. in one, right? I like see I like Skyfall but the, when it goes Home Alone I'm like okay I'm out. Not out not out, not out like I'm like lo- it doesn't it even do it for that for long.
0: For like, it doesn't it doesn't but it makes the tone of just, the film. Yeah, it's just yeah such a tonal shift dude. Yeah but no but think about like that scene afterwards like when they're still on the Skyfall estate but move away from the house like in the water and all the stuff with M and like like all that yeah, stuff that gets is so better. well shot. That gets and better, hey yeah. another Roger Deakin's joint what can I say <laughs> put it on mute and you're laughing. <laughs> I like that.
2: Uh, put it on mute.
0: Yeah. Well agree. did you play anything this week, Jonesy though?
2: <laughs> I did. Oh you know, I'll briefly mention uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I've been playing more of that. Um and I what? You know, I came off last week and I think people might have got the impression that I didn't that I was a bit more uh, lukewarm on Guardians of the Galaxy than I really was, because I ha there are like I think I leveled quite a few criticisms at it, but that is a really cool game and I'm still really enjoying it. And what that does well, that game I you know, I still really like so the feel of the guardians the way that um it rolls the, that it tells that story and it takes you on a bit of a journey like through that that universe is is very very cool um and yeah still been thoroughly enjoying that um and the humor's great like i love the little the the interaction ways you can sort of i've had a few more experiences where i can sort of um if you fail a little uh sort of like Dialogue section, for example, like uh, and you can get different outcomes, and I've I've I really do like that because you feel like you're you're involved in the comic and you're sort of pushing it along.
0: I I I almost feel like I can think of one sequence, um, in particular, um, that you might be referring to because it it provided some of my favourite lines of dialogue that I've heard so far. Okay,
2: yeah, well, maybe yeah, we'll have to check after. Uh, Uh, But I have
1: played. Sorry, have you have you have you come to grips with the huddle yet,
0: or are you still bailing them? Uh, Oh, was that that you? That was Jamie. Yeah, that was Jamie. Um, I've got better at it. Um, (laughs) do you know what? Do you know what it was? I realised because basically what happened is I, the next time I played it after that podcast after that recording, I failed again, and I was like, (laughs) I'm clearly an idiot. Like, what am I not getting? And I think what I had done is I'd assumed it was too all-encompassing. I assumed that there was this whole sort of like broad range of emotions they could be feeling, and you're trying to tap into different things. When really, like what you have to remind yourself is that those huddles are binary. The guardians are either motivated and just need you to refocus them or they're scared and they need you to motivate them. It's yeah. one of to those two states and you just need to figure <laughs> out which one it is. And then it gets pretty simple. So right. after I got that out of my system, I think, I mean, I, I've played a good sort of handful of hours more. I think I'm about two thirds of the way through the game in terms of volume of number of chapters. I'm on chapter 11 or something like that. And um I don't really think I've failed since. It's starting I mean, I will say though that not to I know you've got more to talk about Jonesy, I'll just quickly say I am in the part of those stories that every single sort of like comic book story or just like blockbuster story in general seems to have, which is that the point where the the cracks begin to form and then the separations begin and then the thing that kind of brings them back together and starts to glue them together stronger than they were before. I'm in the midst of all of that happening. Do you know the, and the that's term, usually the, the stuff I that? don't like. What's the term for that?
1: Vacuum. You've entered the vacuum. Oh, right. I've entered the vacuum.
0: There you go. So yep. I feel like I'm in the vacuum a little bit at the moment. And I'm like, <clears throat> okay, I'm just waiting for all of these guys to become friends again. I get it. I hated the but, the, in, the intro to the vacuum or the, the entry to the
2: vacuum. I hated when they suddenly all split up and they're like, and you lose. Um, well,
0: I, it felt so forced. Like it, I didn't then, even realize why it happened. Yeah. Well because there's a there's a character in that game who is consistently hot-headed in his behavior and just decides this one arbitrary time he's going to take this one thing and use it as a reason to go away and do it it's like it it didn't it didn't really track no it it was I don't, um, I don't know
2: it, 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 I'm trying to think what it was one of the, it was something, another game I played recently where it was like so bizarre and you think like what the fuck like that was such an over overreaction i can't even think what it was I don't know. Anyway, well, so the only other thing I played anyway was going to mention was a gas station simulator. I pulled the um, I pulled the trigger. Jamie and I were talking about this last week, and I said that I'd seen it a couple of times, and I was really like wanting to buy it just as a little um, an aside can game I, to waste some time and stuff.
0: Can I can I tell you a secret? You got it as well. Yeah, ah, nice. <laughs> That's so funny.
2: Um, and I've I've played it for a few hours, and it's uh, it's cool. And I've painted my little gas station. I've been filling up
0: cars and i've been fixing them and uh, tidying things away and it's a good fun little game so do you, do you know what sold me on it Jamesy? i don't know if it's the same for you because i watched a stream of it prior it was the second i saw that when you've got a customer who comes up to the till you get behind the checkout and you click to drag items across the scanner and then drop them in the basket yes and if you put a item in the basket without scanning it they essentially get it for free because you haven't scanned it they do, and you yeah. have to you have to buy all your items. You have to go to a wholesaler and buy inventory, and your inventory gets put in your warehouse, yeah. and you bring things from your warehouse into your into your shelves. Have you guys heard of this
1: game? Like, it's reminded me now, and there's a recommendation I was going to give to you, Jamie, but I've actually forgotten. There's a game, and I think it's out on Game Pass as well, but it's called Unpacking.
0: Um, I have I've seen it. I I, I nearly bought it. I think but it's on Game Pass. I, I think it's on Game Pass. I'm not. I'm not. I'll have to double check. I thought I didn't see it on there when yeah. I was on there the other Wait, day. Well, for those, but yes, for the listeners, up my street for it, sure. It's literally just a game where you
1: unpack boxes and <laughs> like like place them in a room. The contents of the yeah. boxes. Hey, here's a box full of books. Put them on the bookshelf. That's a oh, Jamie. That sounds, that's a Jamie
0: game, right? I over stand it. corrected. By the way, it is totally on Game Pass, which considering Age of Empires came out this week um, and Forza Horizon 5 is out next week and then Halo, like, fucking two weeks after that, if you were going to get, like, a free month of Game Pass or something, now seems like a solid time to do it, right?
1: By the way, uh, I think that game can be completed in about five hours. So it's not, like, a huge time sink, if you were interested.
0: No. Well, the the, the thing is, so I've got, like, uh, a couple of things on the go at the moment. I'm still... Obviously, trying to complete a couple of multiplayer titles whenever we have the time, like we did all pay for, play some Back for Blood this week, yeah. Uh, for example, oh yeah, um, which is still fun. One of the other things I was going to mention, but
1: yeah,
0: yeah. But then, but, and then I'm like, I'm kind of on top of things on the PlayStation side, but then. As we record, uh, Call of Duty Vanguard comes out tomorrow. Yep. And then, like I said, there's Forza and there's there's GTA next week, which is three games in one. So <laughs> who knows? We're going to try and find time. Um, but one game I did actually s- start and finish uh, in the course of the Ooh. last week that's also on Game Pass um, is a game called The Forgotten City. Oh, uh, which... yeah. The the mod for Skyrim that got spun into its own uh, game. Exactly, right. So, yeah, it was a mod for Skyrim that um, did really well, got... Around three million downloads, actually won uh, an an award, a yeah. writing award in, in its native Australia, and as Chris said, has been spun out into its own project uh, and is now on Game Pass after releasing to critical acclaim, apparently earlier in the summer, which is what drew me in. Um, also, because it came up a lot towards the late end of summer, as like twelve minutes came out and the Outer Wilds DLC came out, and everyone was talking about time loops, yeah, and um. The Forgotten City is a time loop game, um, and but boys, I don't I don't really know where to start because this is one of the most bizarre things I've ever experienced in my life, story wise. Okay. Oh wow! okay. Well,
1: you, you know, you know, the story comes from ah, oh, fuck, what was that show? The, uh...
0: Qu- um, the Quantum Leap? No, no, Spartacus.
1: No, there was a movie. Fucking okay. Carry on. I'll I'll, I'll look it up and I'll.
0: I think the thing is, I don't even really know where to start because fundamentally, like I, I thought that the premise, as it was written on paper, was very intriguing. And what I found as I continued to play this game well, go, go, was go it not, explain the premise, right? Like some people can Do you know, know what? It. Can I can I can I do a thing where I tell you what they say the premise is, and I tell you what I experience the premise as? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, go for it. Because. Like, Again, like uh, it, it, it's, I, 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 I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to say this was the biggest disconnect I've ever experienced between, like. Um I like is, the way that he's my... struggling so much to just, like, <laughs> even think about this game. Okay, it's obviously done the Forgotten, they, they wrote, wrote that the Forgotten City is a murder... Is, excuse me, I didn't even mean to say that word. The Forgotten City is a mystery adventure game of exploration and deduction and a reimagining of blah, 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 blah. Travel 2,000 times in... Oh, my God, I can't even get my words right when I'm reading. <laughs> Travel 2,000 years into the past and relive the final days of a cursed Roman city where, if one person sins, everyone dies. Um... So let me tell you how that plays out, and let me and t- uh, stop me at any point if this sounds like just the most batshit crazy <laughs> shit you've ever heard in your life. So the player character you awake next to a riverbed, um, and some American woman is there talking to you. She's like, "Oh my god, you woke up. You like you were like drifting down the river unconscious." Uh, and her name is Karen, by the way. <laughs> Karen? Um, which the game like makes jokes about, and she's like, oh, I don't want to tell you my name. People make jokes about it. Um, <laughs> I swear, yeah, I like that. And so you have no memory of how you got there or why you were drifting down a river or what the fuck is going on. And Karen says to you, hey, look... Uh, Just before you woke up, there was another guy, and he went into those ruins behind you, and I'm worried about him because he hasn't come out yet, and I want you to go and check on him, please, and because it's a video game, you say, yes, no problem, I will follow him. And you follow, uh, you go in, you descend into these ruins of an ancient Roman city, and you're surrounded as you walk through these uh, crumbled-down ruins by these golden statues of people that all look like they were somewhat panic-stricken and or running away from something. And eventually, you find the body of the man who supposedly went in before you. He'd hanged himself, and he was also covered in dead-to-toe in gold, like Goldfinger style, Uh, except not paint; it's fucking physical gold. He leaves a suicide note, being like. Yeah, don't go through that portal over there like um it's like it's trouble. So what do you do? You go through the portal and you find yourself transported back 2000 years to a Roman city um that is like lost to time and it's a small like like close-knit community of like I think it's 23 citizens in this Roman city all of them arrived there 9 months before none of them know how they got there or why they're there but they're all just there living their lives. You're put in front of a guy called the Magistrate, who's the de facto leader of the city, and he introduces you to a thing called the Golden Rule, or what they assume is the Golden Rule, which is the principle that the many shall be punished for the sins of the one, i.e. if anyone in the city breaks, uh, uh, breaks the rules, everyone will be killed. And they take the fact that there are golden statues around their version of the city as well, as well as the fact that that warning is written around everywhere, as that's their interpretation of why that rule exists. Because one, like, the, 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 the many shall be punished for the sins of the one is, like, inscribed in the walls everywhere. And two, because there are golden statues everywhere, and presumably from previous eras. The issue is that the the magistrate knows by the fact that your presence is has come that someone is about to break the golden rule. And he knows this because the magistrate says that every time when he knows when someone breaks the golden rule, his plan is to go and create a time portal that will allow people from the future to travel back in time to that day so that when they arrive he knows that they've arrived because they've come back in time to warn him that the golden rule is about to be broken. So he asks you to now talk to these citizens of the city to try and deduce who is about to break the golden rule. The caveat to that is to help you in your quest to find out who's going to break the golden rule. You find out that you can all, as they, as they say themselves, the game exists in a time loop because when the golden rule is broken, um, in the game, as you're playing it, the magistrate in real time runs, creates the time portal that you came through, and you then go through it after he's created it to come back in time to the same point that you did before, and you retain all your memories so you can continue searching. Right. And every time the magistrate's like, oh, okay, I know where you're here now. The other layer to it is that the reason you also want to do this is because if you could deduce who's going to break the golden rule and stop the golden rule from being broken, then the man He never would have made the portal. He never would have made the portal. It creates a... Um, what, what's paradox. It called? a um, paradox. a Paradox yeah. that will supposedly fling you back to the present. Because you never go through the portal.
2: But then, of course, if you never go through the portal, you never solve the crime, which means that you, the portal does get made, which means you do go back. So it is actually yeah, a proper <laughs> paradox. Yeah. Fuck
1: Interesting. So. Uh, and just th- before we go the, into it, so the film that I was thinking of was Eric the Viking, which oh, is right, which wow. is a, a Terry Gilliam, not a Terry Gilliam, um, Eric Idle film, and sorry, Terry Jones, she's going through all the... <laughs> oh, Terry Jones. Yeah, Terry Jones film, where Eric the Viking goes to an island, and the island is, like, if a drop of blood hits the island, then the whole island will sink. So it's a similar oh. thing, but... Yeah, adapted. But anyway, yeah, right. sorry, carry on. Just in case I you know, was
0: going to say, the reason I intentionally went about explaining that game in such a long-winded, <laughs> heavy-handed way is because I felt like there was a huge disconnect between the amount of heft and baggage attached to that premise compared to how the game actually plays out. Because <laughs> right. once you've accepted all that and understood it all, and all of that plays out in like 20 to 30 minutes of this game... You then go about the part that's actually interesting and the part they presumably believe won an award for in the original version in the mod of Skyrim, which is you talk to these 23 citizens and you learn about their lives and their relationships to one another and you explore what they're doing and how they might be helped or how they might hinder or help your progress through the game. You use the time loop uh, element to kind of like use information you've learned in previous loops to kind of maybe manipulate people or use them to your advantage. And there are also interesting dynamics that the game does explore. For example... You might have wondered, or you might not have wondered, as the case may be, the golden rule is very ambiguous. Who determines what one of the golden rule is? Is it a law or is it a moral? And like if it's a law, one of the things that the game does at straight up explore is like, well, laws are different. The, character, the player character makes a point very early on. Like, slavery is not outlawed in your time, but it is in my time. So, like, like what, what law are we talking about? And if it's morals, where do you draw the line? Because everyone has different morals. And it does explore that stuff. It even explores the idea that the, um, the Golden Rule is a fabricated or made-up thing that politicians are using to keep people in line, and there is a rival politician who's running to be the new... Um, lead de facto leader of the city, and one of his key principles is that the 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 um in kind of you have a conversation with him that comes it plays out in a very sort of like Trump like way, and one of his key <laughs> principles is that the golden rule is a complete fabrication that's used to keep people in line, and he just thinks people should have the freedom to uh, make whatever choices they want to make. Or for example, there's a character in the game with uh, uh, severe like learning difficulties who. That people are the people are so worried about the fact that he might accidentally commit a crime, like accidentally steal him. They've imprisoned him before he's ever done the thing, and the game oh, wow. does start to explore like weird quandaries like that. Like oh, how do you, how do you, like what it, like if in a society where everyone feels implored to not do anything wrong for the sake of their fellow man, where is the line between right and wrong, and what will people do and won't people do, and how much will they care? And that's where the meat of the game really is. That I sounds really felt... interesting as a concept. It seems
2: like an interesting way to do of like philosophical ideas and uh, problem, like moral and ethical questions and, and try and actually put it into a functional sort of yeah. game world. I just, I, just fe- I just
0: felt like it suffocates a little bit under the science fiction heft of the premise itself. Right, mm. I see. Yeah, yeah. Like, in order to At- create
2: the premise, you've got to do so much legwork to get to that point. Yeah, that maybe totally. And
0: anyone... Sorry, I yeah. was just going to quickly say, yeah. I, I will, no spoilers at all, but anyone hoping for a clean-cut ending that just kind of puts a <laughs> bow on it, like, I can tell you that I laughed during <laughs> one of the... end. I, got, I saw two of the four endings in my playthrough, and I could not believe the, the quote-unquote canon ending. I could not believe what I was seeing. I could not believe it. <laughs> in a I, good way
2: or a bad way, or would
0: you not want to say? I mean... I don't think laugh is a good way, right? I don't I don't I, think, I don't. I don't. I don't think the developers would have wanted me to laugh. Right. Okay. It's got some genuinely fascinating ideas, but at some point, it's also yeah. got to present them to the player. And how, how, long did, how long did it take you to finish? I wonder if I will see on the X. It, I play. I finished it in two sessions. Um oh, so okay, it wow. it, It's it's not a mammoth game. Yeah. Um, because but I, but when, I, when I heard about the premise and like,
1: oh, you have got to go and investigate and speak to this, this, and that, and then it's time loop. I'm just kind of like, I don't have time for
2: it.
0: <laughs> well that's the other thing and like this isn't a criticism Chris wouldn't have
2: time because he would just go to bed for like he
0: would just get in the first bed he my, my um, and just my... have a
2: sleep for a couple of hours <laughs> you do it in one game
0: one game my uh, my Xbox app says I've played it for five hours and 32 minutes okay that's okay. not bad and you, that's you, also... and you said you saw two endings and I saw two endings two two of the four endings and one of which was the full-blown cannon, cannon ending end, that right. takes the longest to get. Um, you know my favourite version of the Golden Rule is um,
2: he who has the gold makes the rules. I always think that's quite that, funny.
0: That's fair. Yeah. But, like, you asked me how long it took me, and I just said five and a half hours there. I remember watching a review of someone who uh, made a YouTube video saying that they thought this game was exquisite in their game of the year. And I remember specifically them saying it took them 15 hours. And I think if you spent three times as long as I did in this world with these characters, you'd probably get more out of it. But I also think that one of the things, for better or for worse, that The Forgotten City does is it kind of, like... It uses its um, time loop mechanic to the benefit of the players as much as possible and never wants you to feel... Like, you know how in 12 minutes you would waste time?
1: It feels like
0: the Forgotten City is so worried about players wasting time, it makes sure it never happens. Everything is forward progress in this game. And because of that, it's very easy to take the the capital G gamers approach and just kind of blast through it. And I think I did kind of do that at times. One example of that is that there are side quests where you're trying to help people. So there's someone very early on who you need his help. You need to stop him doing something and you don't know how to do it. And you find out from the doctor that he's got an illness, but no one, the the only person who knows the, um, the cure for the illness is this other person who's going through their own thing. So you do the quest for that woman. You find out what the cure for the illness is. You go to the doctor, you confirm it, you get the ingredient from her. You go to the original guy, say, Hey, I found out the cure, the treatment for your illness it's this. Here it is. Please stop doing this. And domino effect. You've got. You've. You know. You've done all the things, and you've got there, and you found the. Image. The game doesn't want you to have to do that every single time. So get this. There's an NPC who stands near the entrance to the time portal, and every single time you go back in time and start a new loop, you talk to him. You say, "Go to this man, give him this, and tell uh. him to stop doing that." And he's like, "I don't really know who you are or why you're here, but I'll go and do all these things," and he completes all the side quests for you. Right. I, that. That sounds. Like yeah, efficient.
1: Um, if yeah. a bit like
0: very weird, utterly, utterly bizarre game. And if neither, <laughs> if neither of you two mind spoilers, I would really like to tell you about some of the ending stuff. Um,
1: hey, I'm I'm all for
0: it, it. I I loved your explanation of twelve minutes. I mean, the, to fucking hell, time loop games with fucked up endings. What? what, 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 what this was it, a crazy year. It, it's the new. It's the the Dark Souls of uh, time loop games. <laughs> and, it is. Anyway, um, <laughs> I soaked that game for far too long, so um, how about we get on to some actual video game news? Ooh, I still- yes, please. Well, boys, it was um, it must be like financial season or something, because everyone was doing earnings calls and investors calls. Knock, knock, who's there? It's me, the investor. I want to know what's going on in your company. <laughs> um, and as always, that was a big source of news for this week, and we start on that front uh, at the at the HQ... Uh, which presumably is still on fire, of Activision <laughs> slash Blizzard. Activision Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, AB. That's yeah. where it's all kicking off. Yeah. Um, Chris, you look like you're about to say
1: something. No, I was just saying, like, it's funny because it, it does seem like a house on fire and a ship that's sinking at the same time. It's like... <laughs> so the yes. waves will put out the fire. It's but so good. if you look at the the top headline of the earnings call... It's neither of those things
0: apparently. Well, actually, you know, you never know because when ships sink, the rap the rats leave and uh, <laughs> a couple of rats have jumped off uh, Activision Blizzard's 2022 ship pre- presumably uh, in the form of two video games we're talking about Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4. Two Arguably, the two biggest games on the docket for Blizzard. We didn't yeah. know exactly when they were going to come out. We knew not to expect them this year, but this delay, Chris, suggests that perhaps we're waiting as deep as twenty twenty three for these two heavy hitters.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what the uh, what was intimated. They didn't out and out say this delay to twenty twenty three. It there were both games. At, well, I think Diablo four was never given like an official kind of window, but Overwatch two was slated to come out next year. Um, and Jason Trier has kind of chimed in on it and says, don't expect to see any of these games in 2022. Um, right. The Overwatch 2 one is probably the more interesting one because obviously Overwatch League, which I've had to follow, is, you know, it's happening next year. And there's been a big song and dance about, hey, it's happening on Overwatch 2. Right. And, and that's happening in like, I think, I think the kickoff of the season is like in April or something. But that
0: that is still the case, though, right? Yes. The Overwatch uh, 2 element.
1: Yes, nothing has changed from the perspective and from stuff that I've been heard and reported to me. Um, They're going to be using a version of... This is how fucked it is. They're going to be using a version of Overwatch 2's multiplayer, obviously, because it's an Overwatch League esports. It's the multiplayer stuff of it. But does this, like... It, 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 if the multiplayer version is available, then just fucking release the multiplayer version and say the single player version will come at a later date. It's not like it's not fucking happening already. With say Halo and whatever, like it—it's it, such a weird fucking thing that that is happening. Yeah. Like, I can't believe it. Obviously, because I've had to be invested in what is happening in Overwatch League, um, and it's just like it just seems like. Not just this, but the Diablo Four stuff as well. Like the Diablo Four stuff, you can kind of understand, like leadership changes, etc. And it's always been a game that's like, "Hey, we're in development. We're in development. It's taking a long time." Whereas Overwatch Two never kind of made sense to begin with, did it? No, it was a strange pitch. It was a strange pitch to begin with when Jeff Kaplan was still fucking
2: there working. They kind of they kind of had to do it in some way, but it was. They didn't always have to do it strange. at all, Jonesy. I, I think games as a service. You're no, just I dated. I, I don't. I think. I don't know if that's true, though, when you get down too far down that path. like At some point, they're going to have to update. They're going to have to put out a new nah, game. Nah.
1: The only reason that Overwatch 2 exists is because of Activision. Activision saying, we want a sequel to this game that sold millions because we want to sell it to people again.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's
1: the only reason. It's not that they need to update systems, okay? I've fucking been playing Dota 2 for 12 years. You know what happened in the middle of those 12 years? They changed an engine, Jonesy. They went from Source 1 to Source 2. They changed the whole fucking engine on a free-to-play game because it's a game as a service. And what happens is you just say, Hey guys, we're changing it. So here's the new one. There you go. It like it very easily, Overwatch 2 could have just been the next iteration of Overwatch.
0: I mean, I do still remember watching one of those Overwatch 2 streams that focused on how they were redesigning characters for Overwatch 2. Right. And yeah, I do yeah. remember thinking Gotta these sure do look like characters that didn't need over didn't need overhauling because they were designed to be timeless from the word go. Yeah like Yeah. You talk and about all the principles of designing characters for that stuff, yeah. whether it's like silhouettes or balance and abilities, like they did all of that. And now like Yeah. But, yeah, but why no, go back no, to that, not only
1: that? They're showing off the new stuff. It's like, hey, guess what? What you've done is you've just released a skin.
2: Yeah. But ha- oh. where, do you, where do you get to the point at which, whereby you say, look, Overwatch has been out for however many years it's been out. We want to put out a new version, a more updated version with, you know, like, I don't know, whatever it is, better base graphics, better, da, da 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 But we don't really want to change anything in the game. Like, realistically, are like, could they just do that in an update? Could they just say, hey, we've got a free to play game that if you're an original player, you can, like, I don't know. Well, it, it seems like cleaner it's, that it's they not can free-to-play. say. It's not free no, no, but what I'm saying is almost arguing that it is. If you're saying it's games as a service, they can do all the updates in the background, they don't need to get anyone to buy another game, you're kind of saying it's effectively like they've gone free-to-play and they've said, we're just going to give you everything for free as long as you keep pumping money into it. So I can yeah. kind of see yeah. why you'd like want to get to a point where you delineate the first from the second. Like you said, they, they get a load of money from people buying the game again and they get to like take advantage of some of the, the um you know, uh the progress that's been made in the industry in the last couple yeah. of years I I, I I don't agree necessarily with your um, the idea that it's they don't need to update the game because you can play people play ten year old games that up get updated. No, no, no. i don't I'm, think I'm,
1: I'm so firm on this they don't need to make another version just to update it in the way that they are planning to update it what they do you think need they, to they could do, do
2: with you think they could just do it with like um Updates and patches, and and hundred
1: percent. Look, okay, we don't know what the single player component is going to be. Where's this like massively PVE thing with different vignettes for the different characters? And I'm sure that takes a lot of work. But that could have definitely been spun into its own thing. But the multiplayer component, which is why people buy Overwatch, could have just stayed in Overwatch One. But regardless, what you need to do if you want to start making whatever your player base is spend more money is release the game again and get them to pay for it again so that's and, definitely the main yeah, reason yeah for sure for that's sure. the reason you do it you don't do it because you want to change systems because you can fucking do that on the fly
2: because like it's really weird because then you get to a point where like well, well, yeah, well, how check, do you sell check. it like how do you sell it like, but, like how but, do but,
1: you look, look at look at okay this is a weird example because obviously we had destiny one and then they released destiny two okay yeah and they didn't necessarily need well to,
0: yeah. which, which publisher released uh, released oh. destiny two <laughs> Which the publisher, e- yeah, Activision, exactly. the publisher yeah, exactly. that forces exactly. people to put numbers on yeah. things. However, and se- and, once... And what did, what, did, what did Bungie do the second they weren't under the Activision banner?
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, like, so Destiny 2 is, is an example of adding different kinds of shit to your game that can stay in the same game. Right, Jamie? Like, each season yes. brings a bunch of different changes.
0: Yeah, the sec- the second Bungie went independent, they said we no longer want we have no interest in making a Destiny 3 or a Destiny 4 because that's just not the way. There's no point. Yeah. Yeah. You can still make money from these things. You can still change the systems. But as soon as
1: you get like super greedy, and as soon as like Bobby Kotick says like I'm I'm fucking hungry, put the fucking chick, you know, the wild boar with the fucking apple in its mouth on my table.
2: Yeah, that means Overwatch 2 that means sequels buddy but that's what but what I said like about free to play is if yours if you're in the back like if you're not producing another
0: game but you're just doing updates you're effectively making the game go free to play i don't because, I'm not sure i understand that you've said that multiple times now fundamentally if you still have to pay for the experience up front What makes it free to play? Because just just because it's supported indefinitely, and people might have paid for it so long ago that Activision have basically forgot about it and spent all that money or reallocated (laughs) that money, doesn't mean that it's a free to play game. In the sense of a game that's got supported for long, like Rainbow Six Siege, you bought that. If you bought that game once six years ago, you haven't paid for it again since, but it's not free to play.
2: But there's a, I think it gets weird in the sense of like you could go and buy an old, like if you could walk out down to CX or whatever, and you could buy an old version like of uh, you know of, of um, yeah. Overwatch years ago, and you can get it for like five quid or whatever because it's been out for so long and so many people have bought it and whatever. Then yeah. okay, not free to play, but it's going to cost you like barely anything to, to get access. Yeah, sure. Which so so what I'm saying is it kind of gets to a weird prospect where you're saying they're basically making the, the game gets what's the what's the thing where like the brand room gets changed so much is it still the same broom yeah right? Right, so you yeah. end up what i mean by is you don't have a sequel per se but you have an overwatch which is not the same as the overwatch that was sold like whenever it was was it like five years ago or something i kind not remember um you don't have the same game it's been updated and changed and so many characters been put into it but i can still walk into a cex buy the original overwatch for five quid put it in my system and then run all the the updates and blah 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 and then i can end up with basically overwatch 2 so what I'm saying is, it's yeah. almost yeah. like it's free to play because they're not then but, saying but, but there's, Here's no, sequel. I, I, there's no difference
1: to actual free to play games because you're always going to have those people that get to that free to play game. Like you'll have people logging into Fortnite, Dota, etc.
2: But then why um, not just make it if they're going to do Why not? They could just make it free to play, or they could do a sequel and they could sell it and they could make money. It kind of I don't necessarily think it's that weird that they'd want to make it. They could, but they don't because they, they don't it.
0: need to. Because every now and then someone will still pay money for it like yeah. games like Destiny Two, Destiny. Two is is functionally free to play the early stuff but like siege has been free at times but it's not free gta yeah. online has been like has, has ne- never become free gta online is is a hugely different beast to what it was when it released eight years ago yeah and it's like but rock but rockstar are like if we can still sell a copy of gta 5 for 15 quid every now and then which they still very regularly do, will. <laughs> they, they, let's, yeah. let's do it yeah but also but it's I, like you, you're forgetting about all the other ways so
1: like Okay, if you say, let's not release Overwatch 2 and and, like charge people for that thing, but we still want to add in components that we can make money from, guess what? Overwatch becomes a launcher, right, where all the multiplayer is still there, all the improvements to the multiplayer are still there, all the new characters coming out are still there, or maybe you charge for the new characters, or maybe you charge for a battle pass, or maybe you charge for a battle pass that includes the PvE that you're planning on making. What you don't need to do is say, well, we're going to stop working on Overwatch One for multiple years now because we're going to focus on Overwatch Two, when it's yeah. effectively just an update to a game that exists already.
2: Fair, yeah, no, fair enough. I, I suppose I just find it odd because it's like you could make the argument about like, oh, they're making Diablo Four, but then they could just support Diablo Three and they could just change Diablo Three so much that it becomes Diablo Four, but they don't call it Diablo Four; I mean, they just call it Diablo Three. You're, you're not wrong. Right. They, they did so do they that. Could, they but the, they, they could, Diablo Three for like a decade. This is what I'm saying. They could do with any game. It feels weird to leverage a criticism at a company for making a sequel when you're ba- when you're saying, well, they could just change the game that they've got think, so think, much I that becomes it's, its own sequel. And you I, think it's and just, the, I think it's just the, well,
0: the, okay. the, I think it's the type of game that Overwatch 2 is. And yeah. when you look at the character redesigns, when you look at the new maps or the updated versions of the maps, when you look at the yeah. multiplayer fundamentals, you're, you just look at it and you're like, this doesn't need this treatment, but... There we go, <laughs> but Jonesy, I, I like. I do see your point.
1: Like, you could take a game like Diablo three and say, "Oh, well, Diablo three could be Diablo four just ported." Like, you, you're not wrong, but I think Jamie does have a point in saying it's the kind of game. Like, Diablo is very much a single player experience for or story driven.
2: Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. E-
1: experience first. Um. And yes, like it's you could use my argument against me. We're saying, okay, so if they want to add in. A new engine that's that is possible to do, just kind of overhaul the game, etc. Um,
2: I suppose the best worst example would be a game, you know, like a seasonal game like FIFA or like uh, you know any of the sports games, is where they do an annualized version, and you're like, well, you don't need to release another version. You could absolutely just add here, in here, some new, yeah. Here, here's an, here's the perfect example
1: of from the same fucking stable, Activision. Okay. <laughs> it's
2: always Activision. It's always Activision.
1: <laughs> no, but if you think about it, so uh, we've mentioned it before, but like Call of Duty Black Ops Four, yeah, okay, where it was the clusterfuck? Where they didn't have a single player campaign, they only went multiplayer. Guess what, Jonesy? You had to pay for that game, and then right. the following time they come out, they're like, no, no, no Warzone. Although the difference is, they made it free to play,
2: right? I think the I think it gets weird is because uh, there's been a crossover where it was always sequels and then it's gone like free to play and then it's gone games as a service and like support and it's moving more and more towards games as a service support i mean we're going to touch on um, like blockchain games and things in another story i think it it just created this weird world where we assume, like, everything's moving that way. And when there are games like Overwatch 2, and you say, well, this, they don't need to release a sequel, it does seem odd when a company decides to make a sequel. But yeah. because we're in that transition where companies still do make sequels, I suppose what I'm saying is, I don't find it that weird that they're choosing to do it. I get what you mean, but I, like, it is weird in a game. Yeah, that-
1: I, and, and I think the way that they're handling it as well is probably what makes it the most weird. Like, they, they could have totally right. said Overwatch 2 is its own entity that, like, there's no crossover. And we are adding, we're fundamentally changing a lot of things. But what they didn't, what they did instead was said, there's a new PVE component that's a single player thing, and that's fine. But the multiplayer, the stuff that you
2: know, it's not fundamentally changing right. drastically. You because know, you that just, would be like, they don't want to do that just in case. Yeah, exactly. It and,
1: and it's even worse because they said, like, oh, all the content that you're going to get in Overwatch 2 on the multiplayer, you can still have it on Overwatch 1.
2: And, and, I get what you mean. It, it's, it feels like they're doing it on purpose just to get. It feels like they're do, they're giving you something you don't want just to get an excuse to sell your product that you don't need, just so they can make more money. And the yeah. reason and the way they can do it is by creating like a slap and number two on it and sticking on some PVE mode that no one's going to play. I mean, the PVE mode might be
1: cool, and and maybe what they should have done is just said, "Don't call it Overwatch Two, just call it like Overwatch fucking." the pve archives and sell it like that right and yeah. and not and then say multiplayer is still on overwatch on overwatch it, one it, you know so do and you, it's if it's,
2: they, it's they a separate w- like shoot offshoot rather than an out and out sequel do you think it would make more sense if rather than say like overwatch 2 they just they made overwatch go if they actually just out and out were said you know what overwatch is going free to play and then they created a new way of like a, a basically recreated overwatch as a games as a, as you know, there's no disc version, whatever. You just download it, and then you can get the. It becomes a hub, kind of like how they've done with Call of Duty, whereby yeah. there's all those different elements. You got the multiplayer, the single player. You have got Warzone, and it becomes like a hub for people to yeah. access that, 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 that world.
1: I mean, that's the Activision model. Like it is Activision. Right. Like yeah. that's what they could tell you that you launch into Overwatch. There's the free to play multiplayer component, and then it's like if you're in there now, it'll say like, oh, you could play Cold War where you can yes. basically it's going to say you can play Vanguard from this launcher click here yeah. and we'll, you'll buy it you'll download it and you'll unlock it they could have done exactly that
2: and I don't know why they didn't because it's the same fucking company okay so unfortunately we have lost Jamie there's been a global collapse of uh, Discord apparently which we use um, to record these through but well you know, we're, we're still here
1: happens. somehow
2: yeah um, weird I'm not really yeah, sure how it, we got been, away with it <laughs> it's been
1: kind of on Twitter that like People are struggling.
2: Oh, and look, just as we're getting back into it, the man himself reappears. You <laughs> couldn't have timed that any better I if you tried. If I can't
1: believe this. We, we, like, we took a break and we're like, oh, what should we do? Oh, we'll just carry on with our Jamie. It's all good.
0: And uh, come with the man, come with the hour, really. Do you know what? I thought about leaving you boys to it, and I decided, like you said, Chris, every now and then someone has to take the, the hand they're dealt and, uh, and play their cards right. And that's what I'm here yeah. to do. That was nice. a bad expression, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I take back what I just
2: said. Jamie is here, so we don't need to uh, carry on with that. Had you literally so you
0: just go. talked about the fact that I was just you just gone back into it and said he's not around? Literally <laughs> just said. Wow, yeah. that's spooky. But we, yeah, so come on, big man. Let's let, let's talk. <laughs> Should we talk about? You know, I figured that if I'm back, we might as well move on to something riveting, something that interests everyone oh. equally and something that just gets everyone's blood pumping. So how about we talk about the blockchain? <laughs> let's good. do it. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's. Okay. Good. Cause I don't really know what the blockchain is. Jonesy tried to describe it to me earlier. I also don't know what NFTs are particularly, but it's, I know it, that they are. It's Lego, different. right? Like, just, it, I, I think that's a good, good way of visualizing it. Yeah. So hold on, because you said
2: jo- Jonesy tried to... I don't know what it is either, so this is someone who this, doesn't know what this it is, is trying to describe it.
1: This is the secret. Nobody well, fucking knows. No and even knows. the people that say that they know, they don't fucking know. They just exactly. make money out of it. Yeah.
0: And, and do you know who's top of the list of people that don't really know what blo- the blockchain is or what NFTs are? It's the uh, the people that are trying to implement them in video games. <laughs> Um, and and whilst a couple of companies uh, put themselves in the running for that this week, top of the list was EA and their CEO Andrew Wilson, who stated that he thinks that NFTs and blockchain-based video games are the future of the industry. But it's worth noting that he admitted he doesn't really know how that shit works, um, which is I'm paraphrasing, but he did kind of say something like that. But he he
1: also like he he always strikes me as like. Oh, fucking hell Like He always strikes me As like the devil But like mm. No 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 no. Not, <laughs> bear with me Like his, his look And his demeanor Especially when he's on stage And like say E3 or whatever It's very much like Like that show Lucifer It's like great se- show a, like a sexy version of the devil He's like you know it's i missed
2: like, out on my catch-up i finished lucifer it's comp- I finished all of it it had a lovely tie up at the end so oh. i missed out but we're, there we go, we're he's, to go. he's the
1: devil um but yeah not not like a bad way like <sighs> in, in a sexy way he's a sexy devil whereas like what was the other dude P- peter moore he was just like yeah he's just the devil he's he like, he, like your he, uncle
0: he, no i no, also he, the devil
1: <laughs> he, he was like well i don't know what 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 your uncle does to you, uh, but he was Devilish like, things. yeah, he was like the Mister Burns. Like he even kind of looked like Mister Burns.
0: <laughs> I think you're being part uh, harsh on him. I, I thought that he, had, okay, I thought he had a sense of humor about things. I don't know, I like an evil sense of humor. Yeah, like like a Luc- like Lucifer sense of humor. I presume that's a character who spits out the odd one liner, right? He does. He does. Do yeah,
1: it. he was he was more like Al Pacino in um, uh, Devil's oh. Advocate*.
2: That's a great movie. If you've ever yeah. seen it, go watch it.
1: But that, that's how Peter Moore kind of strikes me. Whereas the, uh, Andrew Wilson just kind of like seems more
0: like, yeah, like Lucifer, sexy devil. Yeah. Well, I, I think <laughs> NFTs and blockchain-based uh, ideas seem appropriate for a Lucifer sort of devilish type <laughs> thing. And while he admits that he doesn't really know, quote, how things are going to work. And we admit that we don't really understand them either. Jonesy has planted a couple of seeds of how these mu- things might manifest themselves in video game form. So if I threw out a couple of feelers and you guys gave me your gut reaction, Jonesy, how would you feel about a rare gun skin that was also an NFT that could be traded for real money with other players and that you had ownership of that you could track and verify yourself using the blockchain? I'd bloody love it. No, you wouldn't.
2: <laughs> I'd Yeah, for me, it'd be completely pointless. Like, I'm not, I don't really care. Like, I'm not into that sort of stuff, so. But does this not seem like the most redundant thing ever? I mean. So, wh- wh- so
1: what's going to happen? So e- are they seriously saying that, like, there's only going to be one of the gun skin ever made? No, and, no, no, not, no, not like that. It wouldn't, that's, that's. Like, like, like is, so I, is so only so one person going to be able to play as Ronaldo in FIFA? I, fucking,
2: I read up on it. Shall I give you a bit of the lowdown of what I think? I mean, somebody's to got to at this point, JC. So that, um, and ple- anyone in the chat, Steph, if you listen to this, like let us know,, let yeah. me know how I'm getting it all wrong, because I'm probably going to completely Ste Steph it. is but- our, our crypto king. <laughs> he is. Um, but yeah, so the blockchain is like a, a, a ledger that all of the people who play that game. Um, that blockchain game will uh, have and they'll have access to. So everyone is tracking everything that goes on in the game all the time. So when someone, Chris, does, like opens a crate in the game and they get a gun skin, a rare gun skin, it won't be the case that you on your system and you know some remote computer will know that you've got that skin and you will know you've got it. The blockchain and all the other players will know you've got it as well. And what that does is means that they can track where that gun skin is, um, who owns it and then that gives you the ability of course to sell it because then the blockchain can s- can track where that gu- where that gun skin was who now owns it which means that you can sell it so you kind of commodify rare elements in games so now you can't just you don't need to keep them in the game you can effectively sell them outside of the game if they're an nft token but, but, um, but, but...
0: So just, you can th- you're
2: commodifying this... assets in games for real with so that they have real world value. It sounds like a pretty terrible idea. But
1: isn't this just fucking like CS:GO skins? Like doesn't this exist already?
2: I think it exists in, in yeah, the CS:GO skin I think is the most is the closest to it. The difference with blockchain and the difference with NFTs that are backed by blockchain like Ethereum and stuff like that is you can everything is kosher because everything is tracked and all the people who um play the game and stuff have the blockchain so no one can like forge a skin and, and you know hack stuff. You can't like, hack in and steal it, if you know what I mean. You'd have to um it it's just trackable, I suppose, which is the thing about blockchain and NFTs in general. I it, like like I, I I think I get it,
1: but I also just think it's just it makes zero sense and it just seems kind of redundant. Chris Maybe in <laughs> yeah, that okay, send, here it comes.
0: Could I throw you a different-shaped boomerang at you? Please do. I love okay. boomerangs. All about that Aussie business. There we go. I'm glad we're on the same page. Because I get it. NFTs, a bit of a minefield, and no matter how many breakdowns we get from Jonesy, sometimes it just won't cut it, won't cut the mustard. Mm-hmm. But what if I were to pitch to you the idea of a play-to-earn concept that would see you, the player, earn cryptocurrency for playing a game. And again, if I may paraphrase something Jonesy was saying to us beforehand, imagine you found yourself playing Dota 2, as you sometimes do, and maybe, owing to the fact that you were just playing Dota 2 and maybe even because you were performing well, you found yourself in the background earning a little bit of Dota coin on the side. And of course, (laughs) that Dota coin, the cryptocurrency, has a real-world value attached to it. Surely that would pique your interest. But again, isn't
1: this something that's happening, fellas? You you unlock skins in the game. As an example, in Dota, you can unlock skins, etc. And they have... There's a Steam market available where you can sell your skins. Like CSGO is still... Even Team Fortress
2: is still a thing because of fucking people selling skins and making real that, money from it. That's on the back of obviously Steam. But now imagine with this, if it's backed by a cryptocurrency, you could take that skin, that character, if it was an NFT, if it was like a non-fungible token, you could sell it to someone outside of the game because that crypto, If you, as long as you had that a wallet that could hold that currency. Um, I'm not really sure how NFTs work with how you hold them if you just keep them in crypto wallets, mm-hmm. but you could like, somebody could go out there, buy a whole load of Dota assets uh, NFTs and and whatever, not even play Dota, and have them. Okay, then the value okay. of Dota over the years goes up and up and up. Uh, the you know the international takes off. Suddenly, Dota Coin is worth a fortune. Yeah. Um, and now that person has uh, holds a whole lot of assets which have now okay. a thousand so, times more valuable.
1: So, being able to take like taking a fucking rare knife skin from CS:GO and owning it outside of the game that that does kind of make a bit of sense to me. But when you tell me about like Dota coin or let's call it like count counter strike sense um is isn't the point of unless it's like a shit coin isn't the point of crypto to actually have a purpose behind it and that's where the value gets derived from
2: well yeah I, th- I guess in this instance the purpose is that you can use it in game right I would imagine that it's it's like an in game currency so you could use it in game but you-
0: but again, like but no, but also like not not all cryptocurrency is is valuable because it has a use, and a lot of cryptocurrency is valuable. purely it's just purely speculative value, right? Yeah, well, like, that's No, what is it? no, no like, sh- gonna, like shit coins, right? Yeah, no one wants to. No one's going to buy their groceries with Shiba Inu coin or with Dogecoin, coin. <laughs> but like, but, but but they but they at various points have made people millions, if not billions, of dollars. Hey,
1: did, didn't Elon Musk at one point say you could use Dogecoin to buy Teslas?
0: Yeah, like like uh, Elon like boosting the value of Dogecoin related to Elon Musk tweets was a phenomenon (laughs) at a time. no I think, yeah. I
2: think there's there's obviously the both there's the ones that have a have a real use behind them and then there are the ones that like you say they have no use but it's just yeah. it's just trendy it's just a fad and i but i suppose the other element of this is what from my reading um, is that let's say chris that you did have your dota coins and you were playing yeah. dota but dota was not a very well-known game then right yeah it would and you had a shit ton of dota coins you may well then want to help Dota become a better game. So by um, getting involved with, like, um, obviously not helping with development in that sense, but Mm -hmm. being part of making that game bigger, more played, more Mm player-based, like, get it out there to your friends. You want more people to play it, so you might stream it. Because the bigger the game gets, the more people want the currency, the more valuable the currency has. Your value and your currency goes up. You've
1: got a more stake in it. I I think we can all, can (laughs) all agree that, like, any game based decisions that's kind of like propelled purely by profit is maybe not the best way about going about things. Like, I think you just described all video game development. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. No, but do you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, it, it, it's a very cynical take of like, like, like when my microtransactions came out, and like, it, you look at what happened with like, let's say, um, Battlefront 2, and it's like, the way that they did it was purely greed-based, and that was not good for the game, and it's not good for the industry. And it's kind of like, it kind of seems like this is like a different, this is the same thing, but a different mask on it, in a way. Yeah. But 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 may, maybe maybe the reason they're pursuing it so much is because no one fucking knows what a fucking blockchain or an NFT is. Yeah.
2: I, I, w- I don't want to be too, like, not cynical, I suppose, but... Uh... I think like the play-to-earn I think is literally a way to trick people to play games more. So th- another way that apparently with the play-to-earn would work is if you do challenges, if you complete, um, you know, d- dailies and weeklies and things in certain games that they might they'll give you a little bit of the current the in-game currency which has a real-world value. So you're going to have people that think that if they play games loads and they really stick to one game and they really grind it and they do all the challenges, that that's actually going to give them real-world yeah. currency. They're going to have money. They're not. Ninety nine percent of the ninety nine point nine percent of the players are then just going to be playing a game that they've already spent money on. They're never going to cover their initial costs. It's not like it's not a pyramid scheme, but it's not exactly no. like on the up and up. No. It's trying to yeah. trick young people. Because well you,
0: you're you're right, Lynn, and we noticed it as as content creators who you know worked worked with YouTube for for almost a decade now. At some point, we realised that. What we had to value, because in turn it was what what YouTube valued, what YouTube pushes, that like volume of users that you can interact with is nice, <laughs> but retention is the thing that makes money. Um, yeah. yeah, And and games and game, especially games as a service games, over the years have realised that as well. It's like you can release an Assassin's Creed every two years if you make sure a higher percentage of the people that buy that one Assassin's Creed every two years, um, as opposed to the annualised ones, play it for twice as long and that there is a positive correlation between the amount of time they've been playing it and the likelihood of them spending money on additional content to supplement their playtime. Yeah. Just... But I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like it. And, I that's, don't why, yeah, and that's, that's why Overwatch like 2 is the right
2: thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, Overwatch 2 is going uh, play to earn on the blockchain and they're going to sell NFTs. Yeah, can, can, I, can I put it this way?
1: The, when you know it's a bad idea, okay, when EA of all companies saying it's the future of how we're going to develop games in the future of the industry because they're looking at it from a purely financial point yep. of view obviously because they're EA but then you've also got Ubisoft saying the same thing yes all, all you need all you need for the for the fucking um the triad is to have activision blizzard kind of jump on the fucking bandwagon so- as well and they probably would have if they didn't have all of this shit going on in their their backyard. Now
0: now would be a bad time to clarify their positions on NFTs and the blockchain. I guess the the only company... I mean, Epic sort of like voted uh, sort of in support of all of this stuff, or at least an interest in exploring it, but they arguably only did so as a direct response to Valve and uh, Steam, who last month banned blockchain, crypto, and NFT games from their storefront and from their platform, which, you know, is a big blocker on... um, on the way but, that but, uh, publishers but, are going to jump that hurdle,
1: but does that mean that you're not going to get any? You're not going to be able to buy Ubisoft games on, on Steam if they.
0: Like, well, I mean, you, some cases <laughs> you already can't. Far Cry Six, for example, is not on Steam.
2: Okay. But let, I mean, let, let's like look at what they're actually, or what I think they're actually trying to. They might be trying to do here, right? If you're Ubisoft. And you want people to use Ubi Bucks, right? Because they already have like reward schemes and other stuff. Yeah. They're gonna hold they're gonna hold on to, you know, let's say they they issue um a hundred Ubi bucks when uh, a new, you know, in total. And every time a game comes out, you get a couple, like port or not one every time you do a challenge. They're holding on to um 50 of them. So they've got 50%. They're hoping that game goes big so that they're holding 50, they've just created a market. In a cryptocurrency that people now trade in, and they're holding half of it. So then they've just made a shitload more money through their game because of the popularity of it. It's just a way for them to try and like make, they're just hedging their bets in order to say, well, if one of our games goes stellar, we want to make a shitload more money yeah. off of it. it does, this is just like profiteering on like weird ways around video games. I don't, or, I don't think it's good at all. I don't think it's, they should be getting into it. Or I feel like I'm turning into Jonesy here playing
1: fucking devil's advocate but or does it not actually fucking matter do
2: do you know what i mean like right it probably doesn't yeah you're probably right if i'm
1: saying that like hey fucking csgo has been doing this for years where they've created a market around like skins and stuff and people are very happy to kind of accept that and this is just a different way of going about it like like the thing with my microtransactions was it was it A different thing it was a shift you could say even with like battle passes it's a different way of monetizing things and it can be either be done right or could be done badly like microtransactions can be done well or they can be done poorly battle passes can be done well or they can be done really like marvel's avengers bad right (laughs) is this just saying like no no it's it's the same thing that you're used to it's just the technology behind it is different now and it's still fucking optional. But I guess it does change the mindset of how they look at monetization, in which case that is what happened. My, I'm going around in circles here, but I don't know. Can
2: I, Can I? one, uh, if I had to pick like a, a way in which oh, I could so see confusing. it going badly? Because in some sense, I agree with you. I think if if they're creating mini markets for mini cryptos inside of their own games and then no one really takes, it doesn't take off and they're giving them to people and you're there, the in-game currency... It kind of doesn't matter. There's a couple of things that would annoy me, for for example, if they said you can only do in-game purchases with our crypto. Um, therefore, you have to have a wallet that can change your real cash into our crypto because then they're kind of forcing you to use it, which yeah. would annoy me.
0: But then... Um, Sorry, now. Go on, mate. I, I was going to say, it would also be funny the first time that dramatically backfired on a publisher where they sold in-game items, for example, in return for a cryptocurrency that they had created uh, and, and and allowed to trade. But they would, once it's on the free market, they would have no controller over, control over the actual value of the coin itself. So then would publishers ever end up in a situation where they essentially lost control of the value of their own currency and then the real-world value of their DLC became like pennies in real terms, because the value of their cryptocurrency became so much higher than they ever could have imagined and all the players had it.
2: Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Like, oh, but the,
0: the new Assassin's Creed DLC is actually 0.0004p or one <laughs> Ubi coin.
2: They've lost a load okay. of money on but, it. They've just but lost a fortune. But, because
1: I, I'm starting to see the, the perils here because if the flip side of that is the fucking coin takes off, does that mean then that your DLC for fucking Far Cry 8 is going to Cost you like five Ubi bucks, which is now valued at fucking
0: five thousand pounds or something? Like, do, do, yeah, that's. So I'd almost, imagine you almost can't sell DLC for for cryptocurrency for that reason. Yeah, well, you'd imagine it would but, have but, to like, have but, a so real they... world
2: tracking price, right? But then, you'd have to have well, yeah, a but even then, like every like, bro, price. what
0: is the one cautionary tale everyone knows about Bitcoin? It's the guy who bought the Papa Johns for like seventeen million dollars. <laughs> No one's gonna like. I don't think people are gonna buy my microtransactions for cryptocurrency for that. I think there's too many cautionary tales out there. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. The one to come up with the one thing that
2: immediately jumped out, Chris, when you said about like what you know what would happen is that yeah. I suddenly thought. So, for example, um, I really wanted to buy the DeLorean in Rocket League because I'm really sad and I'm a nerd. And yeah, I like um, I like stuff for that. If now um, they changed the way they operated those sorts of skins, right, and they became rare. Um, items rather than selling them in a shop, right? They became rare items that became desirable and they were NFTs that could be traded outside of the game. There's a chance that someone buys up all the DeLoreans for Rocket League, who doesn't even play Rocket League. And now if you want to get one, you have to pay the, the going rate that they've decided. And if everyone wants one and there's, and they're really super rare, but again, you have to pay. Isn't just isn't that just the fucking markets that exist already in some of no, these no, games? No, 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 because at the moment, like uh, they they don't have. There's not like some dodgy third party profiteering off the fact that people want something. Like they sell stuff in games for a price normally, and I don't think no, no but like, think what I'm
1: saying is like on CS:GO, you could open up a
2: chair. But CS:GO is quite. It's very limited. It's a very limited, and there are only skins like as well. But it's a very limited. Right, okay, Scope but let's just let's, CS:GO. Let, let's Imagine say, every game. Imagine that every okay,
1: game. Okay, but hold on. Let's say CS:GO has a DeLorean skin for a fucking knife. Stupid, I know, but let's say it's Okay, to related to your thing, you want a DeLorean thing. CS:GO has a DeLorean thing. Let's say in yep. its current situation, you'd open up a chest. If you were lucky enough, you'd get the DeLorean skin for your knife, and then because they are so limited in number, you yep. can then go to the Steam Marketplace and there is a dictated price of saying hey this is worth fucking 5 grand
2: the difference for me is that is still operating like inside of steam inside yeah. of like the csgo marketplace like, if you had if you Jeff Bezos now bought all of the skins for csgo doesn't play csgo holds them all as nfts completely separately and you have to go to him and buy them And he's so bloody rich. He's got billions and billions. He does that with loads of games. That's the point. Yeah,
0: I think like, because we keep going back to like the CSGO example and the Steam marketplace, but like that's one of the Um, only, like as soon as 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 you make that about FIFA and rare FIFA cards, there is all of a sudden, without breaking their terms of service, no way to extract real world value uh, from a FIFA card. In spite of the fact that you might have used real world currency (laughs) To inadvertently acquire it through, um, but then uh, luck-based packs. If you're taking, I, I feel like I'm being an idiot here, and I'm like I'm, I'm in school again, and
1: I'm asking the teacher all these fucking questions and being annoying. But you know, Miss Miss, if you if they do that, then okay, they've already got all these kind of like issues with being um, uh, classified as like say gambling, and they need to you know uh, disclose the odds and. Yeah, I think the only way that they're able to get away with it is saying like, no, but it's in the game. It, it's never out of the game, and there's no real world value, as you say. But as soon as you say it can be taken out as an NFT, oh, right, all of a sudden they need, they need to get rid of loot boxes entirely. It would
0: that would that's an interesting thing uh, potentially. Yes, if like you are all of a sudden able to extract real world value from FIFA cards because every card could potentially be an NFT that would have value on the blockchain yeah. then yeah maybe that does like reopen the but then again you've got to remember you can't take them out of the out of the ecosystem at the moment and lots of countries especially in Europe already consider it gambling so yeah. that's a, I think that's a battle, a fight that EA will have to take up, whether they want to or not at some point. Um, Just weird is I almost think that what they'd have to do is they'd have to take away
2: the probability aspect of it. So like the CSGO idea is, you know, there's a 0.01% chance of getting yeah. that knife skin. Maybe they would have to say there are 10,000 of this skin available total. And that's it, yeah. And that's it. We can't have a a probability attached to it because then if we artificially adjust the probability, then we've just changed the value of your NFT, which maybe would be, you know, illegal. So they say, no, no, there is 10,000 and that's how many of the tokens we've issued. But then you get to a horrible position where like, let's say you play Overwatch and you really want a Reinhardt skin of a certain type and someone on the outside has bought all 10,000 of those Reinhardt skins and they artific- and, like, the whole diamond thing and like blood diamond, they artificially create uh, s- scarcity to bump up the price. That, so then you really want like this paladin. That already Reinhardt happens in skin.
0: FIFA, by the way. It's like oh, it, people. Right. People will uh, like save up enough money to buy tens or hundreds of the same card of the same player and dictate their value from there.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. So, it, it's, but this this sounds terrible. Like most people aren't going to make any money from play to uh, play to yeah. um, uh, play to earn. Um, they don't care about NFTs. They don't care about like blockchain stuff
0: outside of having a couple do, of. You know, do you know what this sounds like to me? Like, you, you've got to remember the way that we're hearing all of these stuff, things are in earnings calls with investors. And we know what investors are like. We know what (laughs) the And guarantee, whether they want to or not, they would have fielded questions about NFTs, about the blockchain, about crypto, because every single investor in the world right now is probably calling up the people running whatever company they're a part of, whatever industry they're in, and saying, what's our plan for crypto? Why are they asking that question? Because millions of dollars are being made and none of them are being made by them at the moment. They want to know how. You're so right. And Andrew Wilson just had to give an answer. Yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's what happened with us at ATG. When
1: yeah. we kept on being told, asked, like, what can you do with eSports? What can you everyone's do with eSports? Like, There's big
0: money in eSports. What can big you do money, with eSports? Yeah. Everyone's like, making well, – we like, I'm going to say a quote right now, and you guys are going to know who um, – if I said, everyone's making money, where's my money? All three of us <laughs> know who said that quote, because that's the way that money people think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's funny, man.
0: I, do you know what, actually? I'm,
2: I'm, I think I'm come down with Chris. That I'm relieved in the fact that mo- it's not going to happen. Most people aren't going to give a shit, and it's yeah, not really going to make I any. impact. Yeah, all
1: right. So, so you reckon that they'll put in these fucking things, and no one's going to give a shit, and it's not going to work out for them. And this is just yeah. going to, it's just
2: you be- have some. There'll be some weird game which just goes like takes off, and. It basically becomes another Doge, where you, some people made millions yeah, but, from again uh, a few coins. But it'll be a real like rare event, and no one. will really But care you're, you're about also going to have Street.
0: what the cryptocurrency world dealt with this week, which is a, with situations like Squid Game coin, which was which is that because the currencies are tied to the games, and the, game, the games tied to the developers, who are the ones who are seeking to do profit from the whole process. It's why they're going down that route, as much as they might want to make it seem like it's in the interest of the consumer or the player. It's, it's not at the end of the day. Like, there can be a conflict of interests in being, like, the sole creator and the provider of a coin that you are also, like, the only person who would... Like... That you look at, like, yeah, I don't know. Like rug, rug, yeah, that is, like, that is cr- weird. Crypto, is. Crypt, the problem with crypto at the moment is a lot of it is unregulated. Scams are a thing. Rug pulls are a thing. And people lose their life savings while other people get out with millions. And it's like, I'm not suggesting that Ubisoft or EA are going to do things that are straight up illegal. But if they're going to make money out of us, they will do because that's what they already do. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And like on that note, actually on making money out of people a, a small update. I have um followed up my communications with both Coinbase and Binance um and we have yet to reach an impasse uh, on the name SS coin. I'm not sure what the hold up <laughs> is or why they're not going for it. I'm trying really hard to push through, but I'm hoping uh we'll be trading by the end of the week. Yeah. Um <laughs> we have uh, generated 57 uh, quadrillion coins. Uh, which means that uh, uh, if we reach a value of uh, one cent, we're going to have a market capitalization uh, that is 1, 100,000 times the uh, the GDP of the United <laughs> States of America. I presume that's not going to be a problem, but we'll have to wait. It's a waiting game. Um, all I'm going to say is buy now uh, diamond hands, folks. Diamond hands. <laughs> I j- Sure, so a mate of mine,
2: he was uh, when it, all, all the NFTs were kicking off. He was like, "Mate, we should make some NFTs and sell them." I was like, "What? Are we, what NFTs we're we gonna make?" He's like, "We could just make little, uh, little, little pictures of characters." I'm like, "No one wants our shitty digital art." Like, you, you
1: say that though, but there was that fucking story of that like fucking, I don't know, twelve year old kid in Britain who made like pictures of whales. I think he called them like cool whales or something, and
0: he he's yeah. fucking made he's but that's I, I, I feel it. like the same argument has existed like um, we, no, no we've, totally it's 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 op- opportunity cool. and it's always that like 0.01 percent that they're just but, 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 but it's at also the time. it's also the element of every single person has been in the pub at some point had a few beers and goes <laughs> i can't believe that damien Hurst just takes a shit on a canvas and sells it for 10 million i could make fucking modern art i'd, I'd unwire a coat hanger there you go fucking modern art where's my millions <laughs> it's the same shit like you don't it is the same it's the same <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, they're like, well, why not I make
2: any money? It's like, because you, by the time you'd heard about it, every twat. And exactly. The much, much literally, yeah. It's literally me and Josie. Like, it... Honest to God, like... It no, must, no, no, no. We must actually have... would have made money. Like, we are, we we are not the same as that because if we'd have actually put 100 quid in when we said we're going to put 100 quid in, I'd have 17 grand right yeah, now. Yeah, because what? what it was coin. like
1: like five years ago now or whatever. Yeah,
2: it a long time ago, yeah. But,
1: but the point is, I think what Jamie is saying, it's, it, it's much like what happened with lockdown, right? Where it's like, all of a sudden, people had all this time and all of a sudden, there's no excuse for them to say, well, you know, you, you could have written your screenplay, but no one fucking did. Well, very few people did. Some people did, and they capitalized on it. Yeah. But the majority of people, like when it comes to it, it's like, oh, you can do it, but you don't fucking do it. Yeah. Like we could have bought um, Bitcoin back in the day, but we didn't. And then when there was another fucking jump in Bitcoin, like we could have bought then, but we didn't. You know, And it just kept going up and up and up, and we just didn't, didn't, didn't. Because human apathy is the biggest driving force in the world.
2: I've got an or, idea, right? Or the,
1: or the lack of driving
2: force. We're going to subvert the form. We'll buy some actual £5 coins, right? You know, the big coins. And we'll paint our logo on the coins. And then those will be our NFTs because they are non-fungible because they are minted in the UK. And they you can tell that they're real £5 coins. And they'll have our special art on them.
1: And there will and be, so be a get, limited number. So get in now. Uh, Although you
2: could just copy them, I guess. You could just copy the picture, I suppose. I mean, nah, mate. Because- so they're not even non-fungible. <laughs> they're just... She pictures on five pound coins.
1: I get a headache with this kind of shit, man. You know what? Me
2: too.
0: Me too. How about I? I I settle this for everyone. Hmm. Get on the phone to your wife or your husband or your significant other. Sit the family around the fireplace. Scramble together everything you can. All the uh, all the money that you can find, like everything that's fallen down the cracks of the sofa, all your life savings, the, the the shit your parents left you. Um, and head over to patreon.com forward slash Super Show. <laughs> that is where yeah. um, we're, we're launching. We're launching a,
1: a NFT series of uh, Jamie's balls. I they
2: mean, come in different shapes and sizes. Just Jamie, so. Jamie holding different sports balls. I'd love
0: that. I mean, if, if there's money to be made, if there's grass on the pitch, let's play. He's ball. got a basketball. Um, wow, he's got he's got a rugby ball. No, uh, he's got boy. some
2: tennis balls.
0: Yeah, I, got I, a ball. I think I understood the joke after the second one. But thank you.
2: Um, <laughs> I'm just now. I'm just imagining all the different tokens we could make. He's got a he's got a netball.
0: What have we started? Yeah. What have we started? Hold, dangling two little badminton balls.
2: Art. Let's make it happen. Anyone out there? If you're an artist and you can make good art, please draw us some pictures of Jamie holding different sports balls, and we will make them into NFTs, and then we will sell them. Um, yeah, we'll also world- make them, oh, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it, I've
1: got it, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. We take 12 of those pictures, we put them in a calendar, we mint <sighs> that calendar on the fucking blockchain, and that's a, oh. the world's first NFT calendar. And then, even better, when it comes to December next year, we'll do uh, the world's first uh, NFT advent calendar. I like it.
0: Cox's turn. Uh, I think that's the end of the podcast why, that's why I get paid the big bucks, okay? Chris. I think I think we're ending the podcast, okay. I think that's probably for the best, man. I'm getting delirious. I wonder why. Um, A huge shout out to everyone who's made it thus far. Thank you so much for watching and or listening. Remember, if you're on YouTube, you can like the video, you can subscribe to the channel. You can leave a comment in the comment section down below and we may well pick it as our comment of the week on next week's episode. Uh, You can join in the conversation either there or on Twitter. That handle is at SupershowPod. You can listen to us on podcasting platforms. You can tune in on Paisley Radio on Thursdays if you ever miss it. Uh, It's played again on Mondays. And remember as well that we are supported by um, our lovely patrons over on patreon.com forward slash super show. You can head over there and help keep this train on the tracks, should you desire. Um, boys, thank you so much for your, uh, your wonderful commentary, your hot takes, your trash opinions, and even your good opinions too. There were a couple scattered in there. Um,
1: well. Nah,
0: give yourself a pat on the back. You've earned it. Thank you, everyone, for watching and/or listening, and we will see you. Oh wait, code word! I almost forgot. I always forget code words. What have we said? Surely it's got to be like something like SS Coin or Jamie's no. ball. Like how, how much? How much people? What would...
2: about? What about that's why I earn the big bucks? What is it? Uh, that's what Chris <laughs> said right at the end. I mean, you know what, Jonesy? I've said. I've said lots of Jamie shows, holding so. balls
0: just come up yeah come up like all come up with a name for a for a for a super show themed cryptocurrency
2: or, i like it or,
0: oh that's yeah yeah I like yeah that. something like that keep keep but it not
1: current. ss coin because
0: that's that's been minted yeah and so. I also i do have this worry <laughs> in the back of my mind that youtube does monitor comment sections and if there are like too many ss's then <sighs> but then it probably <laughs> yeah, monitors they, this they as think... well it goes through the audio and it's like these guys are scum that's so true Which is probably why, with like scum coin, fifty percent the views that we had about like three months ago. Yeah, but fifty percent of something is still something. You're a part of that fifty percent. That's why we love you, and that's why hopefully we'll see you on the next week. And if not, forty (laughs) percent. Bye. Hey, each view is a fungible token. See See ya.